0: last night, you find out the Morning House. Let's do this thing.
1: Man, I really hate this time of the year. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing going on. All we can do is talk about uh, college basketball. It's, uh, March Madness around the corner. Conference uh, tournaments uh, continue. Congratulations to St. Mary's uh, for uh, finally beating Gonzaga in the uh, in the West Coast Conference Championship game and uh, screwing me over uh, in the process. You know how many times I've taken St. Mary's plus the points versus Gonzaga and lost? <laughs> Last night, I'm like, ah, they'll get killed. Gonzaga, I'm tired. Gonzaga will win by 13. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, that would, that would uh, be a big story. Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, the Cole Beasley news to Buffalo is just, you know, it's just massive. And, and oh, yeah, Odell Beckham's now a member of the Cleveland Browns, and Le'Veon Bell is a member of the New York Jets, which means New York um, New York sporting goods stores like the Models of the world can actually stock a New York Jet jersey that is not a Joe Namath jersey. Let's bring in Joe Ranieri that probably has a, a Joe Namath uh, jersey in the closet and uh, has probably uh, told a woman that he wants to kiss her while he's intoxicated, just like Joe did it as well. This is Susie Culver. What's up, Joe Ranieri? More
2: than once, Gabe, more than you, friend. <laughs> I can't believe it. A, cu- a couple of things. I can't believe I'm going to be the guy here today on the show defending and sticking up for the Buffalo Bills and the moves that they have I can't believe roles were going to reverse here. I love what the Buffalo Bills have done. Listen, it's hey, not Josh, like they had Josh, a lot of Josh, options yeah, in, the, and Brown. No, in they, the free agent market. They did market. What they could do. And Mitch Moore, I mean, nobody's talking about the center they just got at 26 years old. That they're, you know, they've now fortified the offensive line. Yes, Frank Gore is 100 years old. They went antique shopping. But now they got some playmakers there. John Brown with his arm and the way he can stretch a field. I think quietly they're actually doing a lot of great things nobody's talking about.
1: Well, they was a solid day for the Buffalo Bills. And listen, you know, sports is like life and uh, very similar to golf. Yeah, you're competing in a league, Joe, but you can't worry about what other teams are doing, right? All you can do is go out and try right. to win as many games as you can and put together a team and the tool that uh, that you have. But uh, we got a lot of stuff to hit on the program uh, today. The morning after, we got a million guests, football, 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 a little basketball, and, of course, some picks. Morning after.
3: Eventually, it's going to happen. You'll turn the key and your engine won't start. Don't lose your ability to get around. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts for a superstar battery. Whether it's a reliable economy, hard work, or powerful stream, find it at an everyday low price. Don't let a dead battery slow you down. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, oh, oh O'Reilly
4: Auto Parts.
5: Message and data rates may apply.
6: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt.
7: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 3-2-1-3-2-1.
8: Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt
0: like a second job.
8: More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for.
0: I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience.
8: Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast.
0: Now I'm back to having just
8: one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash higher. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits
1: all right let's roll uh the morning after has begun fantasy sports our radio television networks our sports byline our tv and everything else in between we appreciate uh, you joining us here uh this morning a lot of stuff uh, to get to we've got a lot of guests Uh, Football, football, we've got some golf picks. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, will join us uh, from the bunker uh, in Toronto. Cam Stewart uh, joins us. Jim Day, Fantasy Taz, Uh, he joined us earlier in the week to talk uh, the fantasy implications of Antonio Brown to the Raiders, but uh, Jim Day, of course, is a New York Giant uh, fan and also a great fantasy analyst, so a lot of uh, fantasy uh, stuff and um, there's uh, sort of the trickle-down effect. Um, You know, you got the fantasy impact on Saquon Barkley right now, who is going to get the ball a hell of a lot, uh, but he's also going to get hit a hell of a lot. I think Saquon Barkley uh, will sort of be like Levy on Bell in like two, three years, in which uh, he'll hate the team that he plays for. He'll think he uh, he won't be there uh, anymore. Um, You know, like I said, we've got uh, Mike Breen on the radar today. Not a guarantee. Uh, Might be tomorrow. Um, Sean's working it out uh, right now. But, uh, you know, best play-by-play guy in the business, Uh, Mike Breen, uh, New York Knicks. And, of course, ABC, if it's a big game, uh, Mike is uh, doing it. Uh, Andy Benoit couldn't join us on the show uh, yesterday. He's on the radar uh, today. So, we've got you uh, covered on the program this morning. I'm Gabriel Berenci, throwing it down in Midtown Manhattan with Joe Ranieri in uh, Florida. And you can almost feel it in the air uh, in New York. It has that morning-after feel like, what the hell happened uh, last night. Yet it's it's interesting as Odell Beckham is uh, is gone, uh, but the city of New York and the football the uh, the football uh, city of New York exchanges him for Le'Veon Bell, except not on the same team. And it's pretty crazy. Like first things first. Like here's eight words that none of us would ever 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 think that we would say, uh, Joe. It's Cleveland's world. We're just living in it. Is is one thing. Is the Cleveland Browns are more stocked than like uh, I don't know um, who's who's got uh, big breasts that uh, we can we can reference here, Joe?
2: Pamela Anderson. Um, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking Baywatch, but we're old, so I, I, people are like, who's Pamela right. Anderson? Uh,
2: yeah, so right, it's got to be a it's got to be a chick from own no? Um,
1: or Modmyth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or
1: or Monmouth.
2: Or Monmouth's good too.
1: Yeah, more stacked than a girl uh the girls gone wild video. <laughs> well, anyway, the Cleveland Browns are freaking stacked. So we'll get to them in a second, but the the you know, listen, the New York Giants, it's amazing to me that the New York Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers are two lunch pail franchises. I don't even think they have cheerleaders, Joe. You know what I mean? Like they're one of those old school, we don't do cheerleaders. We do football. We don't do drama. We do football. We're blue collar. You know, we're, we win. Um, we're very consistent. We don't do drama. We don't do, um, you know, we don't fire coaches every two years. They're very, very, like, rock solid. They're like EF Hutton or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're like insurance companies. And you look now, the New York Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers are both in, in the midst of this, this overhaul it's almost fueled through drama and uncertainty and you know you look at the New York Giants who have always been the stable one. I mean the New York Jets, like I said, I'm not even kidding guys like it's amazing. you walk in the you walk into models across the street from Madison Square Garden, all right there's literally a wall like that's half the store of New York giant jerseys like every giant jersey you know the white one, the blue one. The uh, the combat one, you know the, the salute to the troops one, every damn jersey, and then you've got Eli Manning, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, Evan Ingram, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, you know what I mean? You you know you you have old players, you got new players, you Phil Sims even. You, you got like basically you know just a bam, and there's like one green jersey way at the top. It's like yeah, uh, there's can I, Joe Namath, and like they don't have anything to sell. Like the Jets have always sort of been a clown show, even though they split the stadium, it's like to me, it's like wow, that's where the Giants and the Jets. You know, like you go to a restaurant. I went to a Taco Bell in in uh, in Jersey. They got giant logos up in the Taco Bell. They got giant cups. They don't have jet cups. Yet the Giants, the Giants are a freaking train wreck right now. And I don't want to hear about, oh, how they got something and, ooh, they got a first and a third. And I like Jabril Pepper. Listen, I like Peppers. I'm a Michigan fan. But Odell Beckham's one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. He's 26 freaking years old. Whoever you draft with that 17th pick will not be as good as Odell Beckham. Like, it's amazing to me, Joe, that these, these clowns in the National Football League put in thousands of hours of research and development, scouting. They're the smartest guys ever. Oh, no, the grade in the war room, 4.2, and we see things that you don't see. And they get mega-talented players, and they get rid of them, and fans buy in. Ooh, but we got a first and a third, and we got this and that. It's like, yeah, but you gonna you really think that, you know, you just had a guy that happens to be one of the greatest wide receivers in the history of the game, actually, and he got rid of them because you have a clown coach that couldn't handle them, didn't know how to manage them. And I mean, how does this make sense, Joe? You have all these weapons on offense. Yeah, your offensive line needs some work, but the biggest weakness is you have a quarterback with a weaker arm weaker arm than I do that can't get the star players the ball. So the logic is, well, let's trade the star players. It makes zero freaking sense. If you're a New York Giant fan, get ready for you know you guys are the Washington Redskins, if not worse. It's a clown show. Gettleman's gonna run you into the ground, just like he ran everybody out of Carolina. He's gonna run, he's gonna run this into the ground. He's gonna get fired. Shermer will be the coach for the next two three years. They'll suck. And then you know what? Bye bye Saquon Barkley. Uh, in what? When, when's he allowed to leave? In four years? Whatever the hell it is, bye-bye, Saquon. It's a train wreck. It's an absolute train wreck if you're the New York Giants, Joe, in my opinion.
2: And I get that sentiment absolutely from Giant fans, and I understand how they're looking at this. Uh, But I I would caution everybody to just take a deep breath, all right, because this narrative can flip like this. And how does it happen? It happens very simply as if Dave Gettleman takes the 12 draft picks that he has right now, including three in the top 37, and goes into that draft and goes and gets Eli Manning's replacement, the future of the franchise, because as good as Odell is, Giant fans you weren't winning a Super Bowl with Odell Beckham Jr. Your biggest issue isn't a wide receiver, okay? Yeah, the quarterback. Your biggest issue is you have nobody to replace Eli yet. Yeah, but However, what does that have to
1: do with Odell? Odell? Like, why can't you replace it's, Eli Manning without getting rid of deal Odell was, Becker? Because this
2: trade happened last year. What we already know is that Odell was already getting shipped out last year. The reason no, no, it didn't happen is because Sherman. No, we, didn't know that, Shermer, no, we, we absolutely no, didn't, we didn't reported. Know, Joe, it. Was reported why, it was reported why, last night. I'm, why I'm did they give right him now, a contract extension? Why Shermer did they sign put him? They put a stop to it. Hold on, hold on, Joe, 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 hold on. Before they signed him— So you think they signed him? Hold on, Joe. He traded them. They traded
1: him. Holy crap, Joe. You think they signed him to say, we're going to yeah. trade him. Let's give this guy $18 million a year to trade him. No. You really believe
2: that? No, no. First when they signed him, oh, we're going to trade him. him. Sherma was the one that poo-pooed the deal. He was gone last year. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's the truth. He was gone last year. Sherma walked into the office, begged with Gettleman and the Mara family and said, do not do this. Give me, let me wrap this guy. I can do this. I can get him to come around. And you know what? They said, fine, go ahead. You got a year. It didn't work. Now they shipped him off. But to think that Gettleman or Mara family woke up today and was like, you know what? Let's trade Odell Beckham to the Cleveland Browns. This has been in the works for over a year. So he just pulled the trigger because he realized... I ain't gonna win with Odell Beckham, and the last thing I'm gonna do is bring in a rookie quarterback with a disgruntled wide receiver making twenty-some odd million dollars a year. The narrative of this can flip in a month if they go out and get Haskins, go up get Murray, or go and get Josh Rosen. Yeah, my narrative can capital. flip too. Do
1: it. My narrative can flip too if I go buy a lottery ticket and win the lottery.
2: Well, he what he could also I don't blow understand the, draft. the logic. That's a very possibility so you,
1: too. you you have a good player, you have a star player. You keep the bad players with. to get more new good players to replace the good player. It doesn't make any sense no, to
2: go get the player, the quarterback.
10: Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host. I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury for my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. If you
9: or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPL plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7.
11: eight hundred two nine six one two five two eight hundred two nine six one two five
12: two that's eight hundred two nine six twelve fifty two not too long ago it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank didn't it for a vacation or a new car but today withdrawing your own cash has become risky pat boone here for swiss america according to the secret war a new swiss america white paper Eight hundred nine three two five five
11: one seven, eight hundred nine three two five five one seven, eight hundred nine three two five five one seven. Once again, that's eight hundred nine three two fifty five seventeen.
2: scouting combine has come and it has gone with the 2019 nfl draft just around the corner if you are a serious fantasy football player you guys know it is never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season good news roto experts they've got you covered their new nfl 365 fantasy football package including the best based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the net Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge, regardless of the type of fantasy football that you play. Now, save 10%. RotoExperts.com. Use the code FNTSY. That's 10% off. Promo code FNTSY. It is the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at RotoExperts.com.
1: All right, the morning after has uh, begun. I am Gabriel in Midtown Manhattan. Joe Ranieri in uh, Florida, spirited start to the program, and we're just getting going uh, here. So we we haven't even gotten any levy on Bell. So as far as uh, Odell Beckham, I will, and one thing I'll agree with you, and Joe, I could tell, I think it's, listen, they, they, they played the blame game with Odell all the time, and Giant fans do it as well. You know, it'll be his fault when the Knicks uh, don't get Zion Williamson somehow. Oh, Odell, you know, because he posted something on Facebook and he's selfish. Like, there'll be something stupid said. As, as as someone that witnessed this firsthand here, I personally think that the Odell Beckham is a diva, drama, distraction, and all this other stuff. It was the most overblown, overblown story. He's an easy target. I think Shermer made him a target. I you know I think the straw actually though Joe was when when he did that piece with was it Josina there the uh what he said
2: Josina Anderson yeah, yeah.
1: and he said uh mm. yeah I sometimes wonder what it would be like to play with a quarterback that could throw the ball down the field
2: mm.
1: and uh, the Giants flipped up then but I don't believe when they gave him an extension and they signed him to this they're like guy right, we're going to trade him I don't think you know they planned on having $16 million of dead cap uh, space on, on their books uh, this year. I think Shermer's in over his head. I think Gettleman's going to run this team into the ground. And we can play semantics about, oh, they got a first and a third and this yes, so what? You already had a generational talented player that you're not going to be able to replace. You, We've seen time and time again right now, and all this crap about, Oh, we're going to bring the quarterback in, and he's going to sit behind Eli, and we're going to groom him. When in today's NFL, the best teams have young quarterbacks playing. What about Baker Mayfield? How long was he groomed? Three weeks. Josh Allen, how long was he groomed? Doc Prescott took them to the freaking playoffs. Was he groomed or we're going to groom him? That's just a safe-ass wuss way out. The Giants would be better off they could have kept Odell, just dropped a quarterback in there and moved on. Now, you, we, I'm not going to disagree. They weren't winning the Super Bowl, but whatever. If that's a team's attitude, well, we're not going to win with this team that we have now, then obviously you have the wrong people putting the team together. I want a team that walks into the room every year saying, you know what, we can win. I, I don't, if you can't win, you can't win with Evan Engram. You can't win with Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard. Who the hell are you going to win with? It's just kicking the can down the road. We're too useless to deal with our problems now. We have a coach that is inept. We have a quarterback that we're married to because he won us a couple of Super Bowls a million years ago. And uh, we're stuck in the past. And, oh, yeah, we don't like that we have a player that's bigger than the, the brand name of the New York Giants. That's the way I see this. And, you know, we can say, yes, the Giants have a ton of picks. You know what? The Buffalo Bills have had a ton of picks for the last 20 years. You know, the Detroit Lions have had a ton of draft picks. You know, Oh, they have draft picks. Yeah, good for them. Oh, you know, yeah. Like you get, get them in some draft guru that's gonna knock this out of the park. You know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and 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 knock down any defense of the deal from a football perspective and say, all right, they're moving on, they're doing this, they got this and that out of it. But if you're a New York Giant fan and you don't think you actually believe that you guys are going to get better under this regime, you're freaking nuts, man. Like, you're, you're like, you know, honestly, you know, then um, I I don't know what to tell you here. Like, they're being run into the freaking ground. Any player that's good is gone. This is what he did in Carolina. And ran Steve Smith out of town. The guy was a legend. D'Angelo Williams called it. You saw D'Angelo Williams on Twitter yesterday saying, I told y'all, he said, I told y'all, have fun with Gettleman. See what you're doing when this guy's done with you. D'Angelo Williams is a job that trashes everybody. He says Gettleman doesn't know what he's doing. I believe him, Joe. I believe him.
2: Gettleman. I'm just not sticking a fork in a franchise, any franchise, not even the Dolphins down here. I'm not sticking a fork in any franchise or anointing any franchise a Super Bowl champion in March is all I'm saying. And what I'm also saying is that Odell Beckham Jr., you know, we've all had jobs in our life, Gabe. You and I in this business a long time, okay? I can assure you that not every place we worked... We were in love with them. They were in love with us. And as nice as it might have been, as good as the shows might have been, people get divorced all the time. And it's not saying that one side is right or one side is wrong. But it was apparent Odell Beckham Jr. was frustrated, not happy with this organization, and vice versa. And sometimes the best thing to do is say, Wish you the best of luck. Have a good time. We've got to go our way, and you've got to go your way. Odell Beckham so Jr. Bidding, was not going to be the cause of winning or or having so this you franchise don't think, take it to the next level. You no, think, I don't. I don't think you don't Odell think you Beckham could have Jr. matter. Then?
1: then you just give up and not, trade him to Cleveland
2: Browns. That's my point. They've been doing this over a year. I promise you, they tried to go out and get the world for him, but they realized they couldn't. We don't but they also that. realized, in another way. I'm telling you, that is what it's is being same reported thing right now.
1: Antonio, well, it's reporting. Being I reported. know reported. Reporting's if never wrong. If you think Odell Beckham Junior, Hey, Joe, let me I, ask I, you. The reports. We learned this. Okay. The reports. We learned this. How many people reported. We learned this. How many people reporting month. this week that Odell Beckham was going <laughs> to get traded to the Cleveland Browns?
2: You know what it's I mean? It's actually, the,
1: yeah. The reports. Yeah. It came out like a day ago,
2: two days ago, and the Browns are kicking the tires. The Bills called. Yeah. Jay Glazer called it, by the way. Two months ago, he called it. He's been saying it for six months. He has been reporting, guys. This Jay is Jay Glazer wakes Nobody up, takes the dump, and throws it on the wall. Glazer like, has. Oh. He's the only guy that is on record ever having said this exact same thing that happened. So yeah, I would tend to believe the guy who's been calling it for the last six months, as opposed oh, to one of the other guys I know, it's a now shock, coming out and acting as this okay. is a shot. I didn't need No, you're Joe, right. Because gentlemen opened up yesterday and decided, let's trade Odell Beckham Jr. That's not what happened. They've been trying to get I don't think Jay Glazer for a year. I don't think I year. need
1: I don't need Adam Schefter or Jay Glazer to tell me that Cleveland. Really? Because Jay is
2: the only guy that has when Jarvis, said he can't get Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Get rid of
1: Jarvis Landry was freaking tweeting about it. Come join us. It was no secret Joe. Jarvis Landry and Odell are best friends.
2: Cleveland Browns, yes. After he signed the contract, nobody thought this was going to happen. Nobody. There's one guy that has been standing up the whole time telling you, it's happening, guys. It's trying to happen right now. No, and happened, the happened other day, Joe. if Sherman didn't come through it. If Sherman didn't sit there and go, let me do this, guys. I need him. I can make this work. And ownership going, all right, you got a year. You think ahead, Sherman let's see what has that do. type of power? I absolutely did. You got to give your first. Absolutely, you, your first year head coach comes in and says, "Don't get rid of my star receiver." You're gonna tell him no. Why did you hire him then?
1: I don't think Shermer's. But it didn't in, work. I don't think Shermer's it is in love work. with Odell as much as you think he is, Joe. Like honestly,
2: I think he thought last year he could turn him. I think he ripped he thought him after every game, better. Joe. Shermer's in over his head, game. bro. He's not even going to be the coach yeah. of the Giants in two years. I, I'm not sticking a fork in a guy because they got rid of a, a wide receiver who wasn't going to win you a championship to begin with. So well, who does win the you a championship? The isn't Odell. It's what you do next month at the draft. Do you go get the quarterback of the future? Do you go up and get Kyler Murray? If Arizona goes get Kyler Murray. They could have done that anyways, basketball Joe. Basketball. If you don't get Josh Rosion, do you move up to get Dwayne Haskins? Holy what crap. you do next month will determine the future of the New York Giants. Not trading Odell Beckham Jr. Nobody's going to so give a crap if he goes out and he gets the future of the Giants, which is a quarterback.
1: So what's the point, Joe, of, of drafting
2: players then? Like, uh, you already You're just had a players, star player. No, a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter so if follow. Odell's on the team or not. What does so Odell have matters. to do with a quarterback? What,
1: o- a, what, what, is a what does Odell Deployee, Beckham
2: have to Odell do with is a disgruntled Deployee, the quarterback? Would not have helped that team whatsoever if they don't go out and get Haskins, Josh Rosen, or go out and get Kyler Murray in this draft. If they get beat to the punch at number six, then you ought to take Dave Gettleman out and just and throw him in the ocean and never yeah, look but back. Realize, okay? But if you realize, if he goes Joe, out and gets one of those guys. Then then let's have a conversation in a year from now. Let's not do Can it in March. Talk, Joe? Let's not Can you hear my yeah, voice go at go all, are you just talking through ahead, it like, let let for the sake of got. it? No, let me hear how the Giants screwed themselves because they don't have a wide receiver. What are you talking about? Joe? So They don't have a quarterback. Will you let me answer the question, Joe? I'm
1: aware they don't have a quarterback. So you answer this. If they don't have a quarterback, why trade the wide receiver? Then get a quarterback. He's I don't understand. He's a employee. What do you mean disgruntled? What, what did he do that was so he, disgruntled? What, you keep right. saying he's, he's been disgruntled. A,
2: right. What did he you're do? Right. No, he's been great. The relationship there has been phenomenal over the last Look, two Joe, years. Give so give me really an good.
1: example of his disgruntledness recently.
2: Did really, Odell say anything right? so recently? Th- so you don't think the Giants? You don't think you think the Giants no, and Odell no. have I'm to asking you a direct
1: friend? question. Give. me example of how Odell know? Beckham on was a distraction. The Giants
2: year after year having to sit there and deal with his injuries, having to deal with what's going on so, behind okay, the scenes. Okay, hold on, Joe. The I'm answering attitude. a question. Not, so, I am answering. So his injuries, why they're disgruntled? So his injuries were a distraction. His injuries were a distraction. Why is disgruntled? His, why is he disgruntled? That's what I asked you. Like His injuries he's are... He's disgruntled because that's he's going to get the ball. He's he's disgruntled because Eli is the quarterback, and Eli can't play anymore. And the more you get a disgruntled wide receiver like him making that kind of money, the worse it is for the organization. Period.
1: The morning after.
2: You can't have a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. ruining the locker
1: room. Trade Saquon Barkley. What's the point of having a running back? You're not going to win a Super Bowl, Joe, with Saquon Barkley only.
0: DailyRoto.com.
5: Hi, my
1: Morning after, Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. I'm Jim Marenzi, Midtown Manhattan, Studio 34. Joe Ranieri in uh, Florida. we got a stacked uh, program today, a ton of guests uh, rolling in. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. We'll get to Le'Veon Bell eventually, but uh, Odell Beckham's one of the more polarizing players uh, in all of sports, um, sp- particularly in the National Football League as well. It's always amazed me, the people, oh, he does this, he does that. I'm like, yeah, hey, he did what? Like, even Tom Coughlin said he's the the greatest kid, he's a great teammate, he's just too emotional. Like, Odell Beckham has never bitched once about, oh, I don't get the ball enough. He's not Antonio Brown that freaks out if the Giants win and he didn't get it the most touches. His teammates love him. Like, people act like, oh, he's this, he's that, they don't really know that. They say that because, oh, I see him pouting on the sideline. Yeah, I know, I know, because no wide receiver's ever pouted on the sideline before. Just for the record, at the age of 26, uh, there's only uh, two players in the history of the National Football League that have put up the numbers that he has at the age of 26. One of them was Randy Moss. Uh, and, oh, yeah, Randy Moss played in a pass-happy offense with good quarterbacks for years. Uh, the other one was Larry Fitzgerald who's playing with Kurt Warner and, uh, you know, same thing earlier in his career, pass happy. And then Odell, who's pay- playing with yeah. Eli Manning, right? Uh, and so, like I said. And, and I mean, how
2: many Super Bowl wins did those three have in common? What What's, what's uh, the number? One team, how many?
1: There's one team that wins the Super Bowl every year, Joe. it's the New England Patriots.
2: Yeah, if and gonna, it's not with the three greatest wide receivers at 26 years of age, so, well, what did,
1: Why did they, why did the, uh, why does any team get anyone
2: if they're going to win the, if they win the Super Bowl? Yeah, Well, right. it's not more Let's than bring, one uh, person. That's my point. It's more than one person, all yeah, right? Randy Moss yeah. only went to the Super Bowl because he had Tom Brady. Where was he beyond before that, as great as he was? Well, records, Fitzgerald catching to one 32 Super Bowl. touchdown
1: catches a year, making teams better. Let's yeah, bring in Jim
2: Congratulations, Day. And, yeah, where were you 19 19-0 season? Oh, that's right. You couldn't beat the Giants' defense. Okay. So, so what's the point of
1: ever getting a star player then, Joe? They win you, know, the Super you need Bowl?
2: more than one, but you can't just have a disgruntled one and that's all you have and think that it's going to work out. Do you out watch New York Giant the
1: game show? The, the problem, the problem the is Eli I Manning. Have. The problem is money not, money. is Odell Beckham. <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah. if you're, are you blind, Ranieri? Do you not watch this no, here? I'm, Jay Glazer I'm, says, James says James this, says, so that's
2: my take. Do you watch, no, do you realize no, like, that is Eli is Manning the sucks? they have been trying to do this. Do you realize, to do this? why don't they try? Like they just Joe, can
1: I freaking talk for a second? It. Every time I start talking, you <laughs> talk. The way it works is, I'll talk, then you talk. It goes back and okay. forth. All
5: right?
2: All right. Ahead, tell All me right how I they talk? suck.
1: Again. All right. Go ahead. So, if Eli Manning sucks, then you get a new quarterback. You don't. Right, it has nothing to do. With the wide receivers. Let's bring Jim Day in right now. What's up, Jim?
15: How are you doing, guys? I just love to jump going into on the Jimmy. Middle of this fest here. <laughs>
1: so you're a giant uh,
15: Gabe, fan. I'm sorry, though, Gabe, because I'm uh, I'm going to go against you. I'm joining Joe on this. Well, Stop you're an roll, Odell always, hater. He says. You're an Odell oh, hater. No, look, wait, wait, wait. I'm not taking anything away. We'll from bring the Greg Sussman in here. Great hold on, hold
1: on. We'll bring I'm Sussman not- in, who's a big giant well, fan. not going to play Dave here.
2: Matthews. I'm good.
1: Absolutely disgusted disgusted uh by by this it's it's torn i get it some guys are well, like you, all right
15: okay well you're, you're yelling at joe to not let you talk let me talk for a second go on um look I, i've been saying for months they should trade odell and you say he's not disgruntled well how come he goes on all these interview shows throws everybody under the bus all of this stuff who's everybody under the he, bus he uh he's been that way he's done that no no forever. but you, i
1: just asked you uh, who did he, he throw under the book,
15: bus you're not going to they weren't going to win championships with him anyway, especially with the quarterback <laughs> position being what it was.
1: Jim, Jim, hold on. Line, I just asked you, though. Was. You said he throws everybody under the bus. Who did he throw he under on, the bus?
15: Uh, Eli, the offensive line. Um, uh, Evan Ingram for not coming back fast enough, for uh, being healthy enough to play. Meanwhile, he sits out the last four games because he, he's got a little muscle bruise. Come on, it, there's a lot of things here to point to him not being a full team player. No matter what you say, and obviously this team felt the same. Now, I'm not. Look, I, 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 I'm okay with them doing it. If I can ch- chime uh, in, I and- also think they should have gotten more for him though, especially since they knew. Cleveland wanted him so bad. They should have at least gotten a first and second this year, as opposed to a first and third. So I will say that I'm not crazy about them getting just a first and third and peppers for him. Safeties we see this year are a dime a dozen. There were a million out there in free agency they could have gotten. So peppers really does nothing for me. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, look, his, you know, I know it's passion for the game, but that passion bleeds over to other players. We saw that last year. We we saw Sterling Shepard, you know, acting up as well, finally, you know, for the first time in his career because Odell was getting away from it. He started to do it. Those kind of things just build into worse and worse. And if he would have stayed there again with another year of Eli, then forget it. All bets would have been out the window and they would have not not even gotten this much for him. Now, that being said. Gettleman is a jerk. He's been an idiot. He was an idiot in Carolina. The fact that they brought him here, I, I've hated that from get go. Um, and you know, like Joe is saying, it really comes down to what they do with these draft picks. But do I have a lot of faith that they'll pick the right people? I really don't. Um, so you that's know, that's a good point that raise. Both I things like, can but be there's right. A lot of these things I don't like.
1: Both things can be right. I'm not saying Odell was the happiest guy, but I'm not. I'm also saying he wasn't Antonio Brown. He wasn't going on Twitter every day saying, oh, you know, everyone's an no. idiot, every, everyone's a loser. So I think that's a little overblown. But two things can be right, and, and I get it. And if you want to trade Odell, I think you could have gotten more. So Greg, jump in. in. Greg Sussman.
16: Yeah, as, as you mentioned, I, I disagree with a lot of what Jim said. Yeah, you can say Odell's a diva, but say that he threw his team under the bus. that That's not true. His teammates loved him. His teammate, yes, Jeff,
1: I, that's what I said earlier. I'm, I know.
16: I'm, I'm with you. Jeff Schwartz, former offensive lineman who was terrible in the Giants, admittedly, who was part of the problem on the offensive line, he came out today and he said Odell is beloved by his teammates. He was a leader. He worked out really, really hard. Yeah, his antics off the field or whatever proposing to a, a net, that's whatever, but his teammates loved him. The coaching staff—he's paying the Some of his ass. teammates locked it. What? Te- There's not a teammate that has come out—not one, including Eli—that said a bad word about Odell Beckham. Not one.
1: I haven't. Same but, thing.
16: Eli never says a bad word about anybody. You want to say that the giant? You want to say, guys? You want to say that Odell Beckham—they—they they didn't need him. That—that's fine. But if you're gonna bring in a new quarterback. They need to rebuild. You want talent around him. Odell Beckham is a top five, top three receiver in the NFL.
2: He's no, you don't, because never... it's not going to be an offensive that's driven by a wide receiver. Saquon Barkley is the talent. face of this organization sure. moving forward, guys. Sure. And no, what they're going to do is build the offensive lineup, and they're going to get a quarterback there that they can pay next to nothing, so then they can go out and get the assets needed to surround that new quarterback. But if you don't get the quarterback, Odell Beckham, Noah, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Gettleman's got one shot at making this right and it happens in the next month if he doesn't he shouldn't even say goodbye he shouldn't pack his bags he should just get the hell out of dodge as soon as possible you don't just but give they, away
1: they already had the assets had that's the assets. my that's my that's but my they, deal yeah, joe wait, 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 they, wait, and jim, hold they already had the assets is, then get what a what quarterback asset?
15: to a what assets quarterback if that rookie quarterback doesn't play well what, what'd you say jim he Sorry? destroys that rookie quarterback
1: oh if
2: if this
15: well are you guys living in if world well yeah that's what you're
2: yeah, come on, man!
1: You throw a kid in well,
2: there. If he doesn't go get a quarterback, he can pack his crap and he can go because he ain't going to survive here in New okay, York. Okay, so let me but ask
1: you something then. Let me ask you both the something. The
2: balls to be able to do what he just did to give himself a shot there. It doesn't take balls to be dumb. Um, nah. So- <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you can't stick a fork in him now in March, Gabe, until you see what happens oh, you're with right. the draft. It's at incomplete.
1: Least. I'm going to give you that, Joe. I'm going to give it. I'll give you a point for that. But let me ask you then something. So I'll throw this to you first, Joe, and then around the table. If if they're in this, well, we're not winning a Super Bowl. We're not winning a Super Bowl. I mean, God, I hope my GM doesn't wake up thinking like that in the morning. But if they're in that mode, then why does Eli Manning play one game this year?
15: I agree
2: then why would he why so, does he i don't i don't so, know that he again i don't know that he's going to if they go out and get Haskins or 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 heaven forbid guys they use those assets to go get Kyler Murray or even if Arizona gets Kyler Murray they use a second or a third round some sort of combination and go get Josh Rosen i don't know Eli's going to see the damn field this year none of us do all i know is if you don't get one of those three there's no point in coming back to New York if you are uh, if you are Dave Gettleman
1: all right Jim go ahead Jim
15: yeah, no, I, I agree. At this point, why start Eli at all? And and the fact that they didn't restructure Eli's court, you know, his uh, salary this year is a, the bigger joke to me than anything, because he's still one of the highest played, paid players in the league. To me, that that's a bigger joke than getting rid of Odell Beckham. Uh, even if you were planning on bringing Eli back, you had to restructure his his contract to get that number down, at least for this year. Um, it, there's a lot of mistakes being made here. Getting rid of Odell Beckham is one of the fewer, lesser ones to me. Because, look, I'm not saying he's not a great talent. So what about Landon Collins? He's only Collins? played 16 games once in five years. What about Vernon? Um, you know, he, he missed, what, four games last year because he had a little bruise and didn't want to play because the team was bad. You know what? That's not a good precedent.
1: So what, if what about a rookie Collins?
15: quarterback, And they're not playing well. And he starts up all these antics with that rookie quarterback that you're hoping to pin your future on. He could easily wreck that. That quarterback.
1: So uh, Collins and not and, a good player. But Gabe, don't Vernon, don't stop there so basically, You've got they, they Rodgers,
2: of- Camardi, Damon Harrison, Olivier Vernon. I mean, he has shown in his as a GM. Yeah, he's destroying uh, you know, the team. Norman before that, he he's not. Well, he doesn't buy that. into the whole star power thing. If it's a bad contract, it doesn't fit. You're gone. And Jason Listen. Pierre-Paul, he's still. Well, how about done how
1: about this, this, Joe? How about you get a coach that actually knows how to coach? talented players god forbid
2: you're a star players. i, don't, I don't
1: understand your logic of yeah. let's get rid of everyone that's good so we can get new guy guys
2: because of one bad year with eli manning at quarterback i can't do it guys I, I mean i know you want to but it doesn't make any sense to me to say Shermer can't coach and that you know you can't win because now you don't have odell Becker. i'm not i'm not there yet is so, all i'm me, saying I'll tell you i think right we now,
1: need to be a little patient Where do you think the giants finish in this division this year
2: last Yes, Greg, last. And that wouldn't be the worst thing either. Oh, that no, would Yes, thing it either. is
1: the worst thing.
2: The New York no, Giants
1: no, are supposed to be a winning organization. Being the Miami Dolphins No one cares the about thing. the Miami Dolphins. York People care exactly about the New York Giants. Nobody cares that about wild. the fish. You know, uh, it's yeah, not man. okay Nobody, in New York, Joe, to be last. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be last and let Dallas kick our ass. Hell, the Redskins are going to be better. Yeah, Maybe not. Yeah, because Lord knows nah, nobody's the ever built a
2: franchise, a winning Super Bowl franchise from the draft and actually losing a few years. Never happened before.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, Gettleman's building a Super Bowl winner. Yeah, as if, bro.
2: Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is he is not – he's already shown his the propensity to take stars like those guys we just <laughs> mentioned and ship thing. them the hell out. It's not a good so, thing. So why are we surprised with this?
1: Yeah, it doesn't mean uh, – you know, he's shown your propensity to do stupid things.
2: Oh, that's great. I know, bravo. We've got a ton of confidence in oh, moving oh. forward now. Okay. But not saying he's not stupid, and ultimately we won't in six months be going, what in the hell just happened here? But I do think he's got an opportunity to reverse this narrative rather quickly in New York by doing the right thing and handling this draft correctly.
16: All right, you Jim. Could've, you you could have said the same thing. I'm sorry, Jim. I, you could have said the same thing before this trade happened, right? Like, everything you're saying about going, doing it right in the draft and rebuilding, you're right. Obviously, this needs to be rebuilt. But you bring Odell Beckham away, he's just furthering the process down the road. No, but Greg, you're, you're
2: at, acting like everything was puppy dogs and rainbows, and they're they're sending a guy away that wanted to be there. He didn't want to be there. Yeah, and because no of the quarterback. Is,
1: because no, of the it, quarterback. He didn't dislike oh, no, New wait, York City. He's going wait, wait. to get Stop better. That. Odell Stop Beckham Jr. feels like he's <laughs> wasting years right now in New York. <laughs> Look, that is how he has man, felt. Been, if you bring
17: in
15: a rookie quarterback, that's not going to make Joe, Joe, any better. Go downfield to Beckham because that offensive line couldn't protect him. The only way they moved the offensive at all was moving Eli out of that pocket and going to a short passing game, which doesn't fit Beckham in any way. It doesn't fit his talent. If that's their plan moving forward, if they're going to be a, a quick, fast offense, um, and that's not going to be with Eli, don't get me wrong, uh, but if they're <laughs> going to move that way, then he doesn't fit that narrative anyway. He's a guy who goes down the field and they weren't playing that kind of ball. It didn't make a lot of sense.
1: And Jim Day, we didn't even get into the fantasy aspect of this.
15: Can yeah, no, we, we talk really, on, please? Hey, wait, don't, don't be surprised. You don't have, please, uh, Morning look, After on on right now.
11: It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. Call, because the
3: best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares.
11: That's
18: 855-325-1780. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now.
1: Is the second hour of the program going to be as hostile about Le'Veon
2: Bell? Maybe. I don't... Ring I don't the bell. think that was hostile. I just think that was spirited, man. I wouldn't go hostile.
1: I uh, spirited. I'm all good. I'm all good. I was, uh, yeah. I was
2: born hostile. <laughs> I was born better than anything on local radio.
1: <laughs> and I have a lot of spirits in me. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it it evens, it evens out. Uh, but just whole thing, Sometimes I cut Joe off and I have a hard time hearing him. It's a thing. We're in different cities, guys. So sometimes yeah, I it's don't a mean a too. to talk over. There's a little delay and stuff. So that's why I was just getting upset uh, earlier. But it's tough. There's little delays and, and everything. I uh, want to get some fantasy stuff with Jim. We'll get Jim on uh, again in the next couple of days. Uh, you know, more crazy stuff uh, will happen. Um, I'm going to do what politicians do right now. And I'm going to use the mainstream media to my advantage. But if I don't Ooh. like what they say, then I'm going to rip them. That's like, that's what you got to do. And to prove my point, what do I see here? Um, here's uh, Bill Barnwell. Grading OBJ trade. Sorry, Giant fans. This is inexplicable. All right, that's ESPN.com. I go over to uh, CBS.com, front page CBS. Uh, behind the story of how the uh, Browns fleece the Giants. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm, like, on, like, shot. Am I, like, is this some sort of, like, wild opinion of mine that the Giants, like, screwed up in trading. No, no. And listen, no, no, no. Joe, I get it. It wasn't a perfect either. relationship. I, I'm no. not. We're not going to get into this. But you make it work. The guy had 44 touchdowns in 59 games. What a crap-ass team. Like, you know, he's open every play. I mean, all you Giant fans laughing at him and stuff now. And you all do the smear campaign to people on the way out. That's what people do in the city. Sorry, oh, he wasn't a good guy anyway. Oh, oh, oh. Even though I bought his jersey and loved him before. All right, that, that's the way it always works. But you know, CBS got fleeced. Sean, uh, lots of lots of uh, people
17: I've been reading all day today agree with you, Joe, uh, Gabe and Joe. You guys don't have wild opinions
1: either either way. So I don't think it's crazy for you you to think that the Giants OBJ have is kept a polarizing Odell dude. Beckham, but, where even fans, like even the Giant fans, look at Jim Day. He loves the Giants. It's a guy. He's a distraction. He's a cancer. He's this. Listen to Greg Sussman. Greg and I have the same frustration you did. <laughs> Where it's like, what did he do? Oh, no, he said that's like specific, specific.
14: we talked about Odell, Odell, Odell pretty much for the first hour.
1: Um, and I, I think the Giants are going to suck. You can sort of agree with this. I get it. You're in a rebuild type thing, all, right? all that other stuff. And they might not be the worst team. The Redskins are still the Redskins, right? But it's, it's, mm. it's a Cowboys and the Eagles division you know, to compete with uh, right now. But let's translate this into more Odell, but we take the blue jersey off. We take the blue jersey off. And uh, we put the uh, the Brown one on uh, right now at the Cleveland Browns, and the Brown Super Bowl odds really, really insane, man. Like they they popped all the way up to uh, uh, 14 to one. Or I should say down uh, to 14 to one. As the Cleveland Browns are now one of the top picks uh, to win the Super Bowl, which I'm very high on the Browns. I did a video for FanDuel after the Super Bowl, and they said you know pick six futures for the year. I said the Browns to win a division, Browns make the playoffs, et cetera. Um, the hype is going to be real for the Browns. The win total is probably going to be nine and a half. If not, you know, the hype will be so massive. They, you know, they're going to be one of the favorites in the AFC when it's all said and done. And we'll see if it can come together for them. But on paper, they have probably the most talented team in the National Football League right now.
2: Uh, no doubt. And and uh, it's not a talent issue that worries me about the Browns. But, you know, at the same time, Cleveland Browns, like, slow your roll, fans, okay? Yeah, it, we don't win Super Bowls in March, okay? And we certainly don't win them on paper. So while it's a great addition and the team is really shaping up, you got a lot of weapons, the thing that scares me is you got a first-year head coach, okay, taking over, never been here, done this before from a head coaching position. And you have now just, you've got a ton of ego in that locker room. And it'll be fine as long as you keep winning. To me, the true test of this team is what happens when it doesn't start to go well there and it starts to go sideways. Can Freddie Kitchens, can he control what's going on in that locker room? Joe Joe
1: Ranieri, Miami, Florida. Let's roll. Morning after.
3: Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up 5 quarts of Castrol Edge Full Synthetic Motor Oil for $33.99 and get a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Plus, you'll earn double Rewards points during Overwards Member Appreciation Month only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. O, oh, O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly
4: Auto Parts.
9: Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400.
4: I've lost... Almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm fat when I was in my 30s.
9: Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
4: Uh,
1: morning After continues Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. I'm Gabriel Say I really want to move on here, but uh, I'm just seeing Tom Palacero uh, tweets out, as of right now, Odell Beckham and uh, Vernon are scheduled to count uh, for $32.5 million. <laughs> uh against uh against uh the brown salary cap and uh, 24 million against the giants uh salary cap. Um uh, some some great stuff here. Some great stuff of uh <laughs> people in Carolina. <laughs> this is great too. Like uh gentlemen ran Steve Smith out of town. Uh, got into it with Josh Norman. Uh Panthers management fired him as they were concerned he was going to screw up. They 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 were, they were concerned he was going to screw up the uh the negotiations with Greg Olson. So basically the Panthers are like, all right, listen, if Gettleman does this with Olson, he's going to get rid of Olson. So let, we got to get rid of Gettleman. And I think they did the, the good thing keeping uh, Greg Olson in Carolina. Like if, if you're a giant fan, like you poor bastards, man, you poor bastards. Now, listen, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. So welcome to the club uh, in a pit of misery. As we tried to get Antonio Brown failed, uh, the Bills actually called about Odell Beckham, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that that wasn't happening. We should have just drafted him ninth of ninth ninth uh, ninth overall years ago. But uh, as far yeah. as the as far as the Browns are concerned, let's get let's look at this uh, Joe from a Browns perspective and and the job that uh, Dorsey has done. And you know what's lost in this? So John Dorsey, I like Peppers, but Peppers and I'm a Michigan fan. And one thing about Peppers is. I remember they talked about him. Somebody brought it up. Uh, I don't know if it was McShay or someone brought it up about Peppers at Michigan saying that, yeah, he's a great college player, but the fact that he doesn't play one position is going to hurt him after. Like Harbaugh moved him around all over the place all the time. He never really became a safety or he's not big enough to be a linebacker. Like he's a real hybrid player, and it's hard to be a hybrid player in a National Football League. Then bringing in Earl Thomas. All right, just like losing peppers in the deal, and then boom, you bring Earl Thomas in. Him getting Kareem Hunt for a million freaking dollars. Kareem Hunt's going to be suspended probably for six games or so. All right, so he's going to get Kareem Hunt for the second half of the season uh, added to the rotation uh, for a million dollars. I and mean, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the Giants, and oh, they're rebuilding and they're doing this. That's not the way to do it. That's the old-fashioned patient-ass way that doesn't work. The way to be successful now in the National Football League is to get a young quarterback, you know, young running back, a couple of young star skill position players that are making no money. And then you can throw the money around. Hey, we'll give Earl Thomas the money. We can pay Odell Beckham. You're surrounded by talent. You know, you get the teams in the NFL playoffs this year, pretty much like a 75% of them were sort of built around rookie deals, smaller quarterback deals. That's what allows the teams to spend the money. This good old-fashioned, well, we'll draft a guy and we'll sit behind him for a year and we're going to draft the offensive line and, oh, gosh darn it, we're going to run the football just like the old days they used to. Yeah, why don't you hire Rex Ryan as your coach as well? It doesn't work. <laughs> now, 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 get in there and play, kid. That's the way I look at it, Joe. That's my opinion.
2: And I think we can also say, Gabe, when we, when we take a step back on here, over the last couple of years, the amount of quarterback failures or busts, we haven't necessarily seen as much as there was. So there's a little less risk these days of these guys coming out of college and being able to play the first year right away. You know, when yeah. you look over the last couple of years, all of these guys that have come in, been drafted in the first round that are have started, yeah, it's been a little rough and go, but none of these guys are out of the league. They they've all progressed and gotten better. So the chance of taking a quarterback and then, having him play right away and having him not work out, he may not be Tom Brady or Andrew Locke, but they're there, and they're playing and they're competing, and it gives the team like you said, it gives them you know four or five years of cap flexibility to go out and put pieces around them. Well, sort of like
1: look at, look at the Baltimore Ravens. and I don't know how you feel about Lamar Jackson. I mean my guess, and I don't want to assume anything about you. My guess is you're probably not the biggest fan <laughs> but, as my guess, but you know, look, Who, then, Kyler Murray, mini me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you don't like Kyler Murray, then I'm saying you're not going to like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you don't like not Kyler, my God, right?
2: Not exactly somebody I'd build a franchise yeah, around so at exactly. 190 pounds, okay. but that's me. But, but, all right. So who'd you rather have, Lamar or Kyler? <sighs> I, I'd probably, t- you know, Lamar I, is I don't bigger mind at least. Lamar Lamar's a little yeah, bigger, Lamar right? Lamar is bigger. Yeah, I mean, Kyle's got a better arm. Lamar is a little bit bigger. I mean, I, you know, I don't dislike Lamar. I think, again, he's a guy, though, the same thing with Kyler, that you're going to need to transform your, yes. you know, your you franchise your and the coaches. Him. It's got to be around Justin. He's it's a not Colin a lot of Kaepernick type, Joe. It's like
1: a, he's like a Colin Kaepernick, yes. right? So my whole point, not though, is... Not a lot is, of flexibility. My whole point is, if Joe Flacco doesn't get hurt last year, the Baltimore Ravens aren't going to the playoffs. They're not. They're like the New York Giants, like Flacco and Eli are the same to me. Yeah, if you give them 25 seconds to throw the ball, they can throw it still, but if the play breaks down. So Lamar Jackson is a rookie. The guy can barely throw, Joe. You probably have a better arm than he mm. does. You know what I mean? Like, you can barely throw mm. a pass, no accuracy, can't read defenses. He went 4-1. and one. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> Running around. Exactly. Like you said, Harbaugh had to coach it, right? He's pulling strings, and he's like, all right, and the O.C., you asked a question the other day. We were talking to Skersky about uh, Dable in in um, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He did a great job, Joe, because he he was coming from Bama, right? So he yep. he knows all right. Mobile, I like, you know, strong arm, ball, mobile. He that's the way I hate I hate coordinators, Joe. That say Greg Romans used to do this with the Bills. We'd run a bunch of yes. plays, they didn't work, and then after he'd go, "Well, you know what, man." I gave him the playbook. They got to execute it. And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. no, it's your job as a coach to say, all right, this is what I got. I don't like these guys that send a player out there to do something they know they're going to fail, and then they go, you know what, he just didn't do it. No, you've Mm -hmm. got to create a package that'll work for the guy, Joe. Can we agree on that?
2: Oh no, absolutely. Which is why he's Arceesian doesn't have a job in Atlanta anymore, which is, you know, there's a lot of these coordinators that are just, they, they don't evolve. They can't, it's either their system or they don't know what to do and they can't work. And those guys are surely finding themselves adaptability. If you don't have it in the coordinator position, then chances are you're dead in the water. So
1: that's just my thing that you can sort of get it done. I mean, you look, you know, the Cleveland Browns right now, but the G- the giant, that's not who they are. And you know, I just, you know, I guess they, they're they they're in full tank mode. They're in full tank mode. But my deal with the Giants, what I don't understand, we'll move on from the Giants, is they weren't at the bottom, Joe. Like, that division they play in, I mean, come on, like you you were saying earlier, wow, are you going to win the Super Bowl? The Eagles didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Right? Stuff happens. You got to play the games. And in this division, you can win the division. You're not far off. I don't think, listen, the defense had problems. So you, you let you let a couple of defenders go. Like, they have no plan. What's their plan? Like, I, I don't understand this. I don't believe in the coach. I don't believe in Shermer. I don't believe in Gettleman. And I think they were closer. The glass was more half full than empty. I really think a young quarterback would have changed the dynamic in this football team immensely. And not to throw Eli under the bus. But a guy that can run around a little bit, heave the ball down the field, get this offense going, plays that would make the offensive line look better. That's where I'm going. That was my frustration that, to me, the Giants were a quarterback away from actually being a competing team. Yeah, they had defensive issues, but, man, their offense could be dynamic. And instead, they're in nowhere's land. Their defense is going to suck. They've got no skill now. They're wide receivers. I mean... Well, they're wide receivers now. Uh, I got the list here. They're, they're new starters. So Shepard's number one. Uh, Shepard's number one. Uh, Corey Coleman, uh, Quadri Henderson, Jawill Davis, Alonzo Russell, Britton Golden. Yeah, give me under six and a half wins, Joe.
2: <laughs> uh, listen. Uh- I get it. It would be, it's a nice in theory it would be nice to say listen if we could have just gotten a quarterback we were you know we're a couple of pieces away from really competing but the reality is it just it didn't work that way. So the question is can you go and get Josh Rosen? If, if, to me, and this is what I'd love to see from the Giants, is that Arizona has made the decision they're going with Kyler Murray. If I'm the Giants, I'm given a couple of draft picks. I'm going up and getting Josh Rosen right now. I got four years left on a rookie deal. I'm making him my starting quarterback, and I'm benching Eli Manning, and then we are, we're going to play this year out and see what happens.
11: Eight hundred nine three two one seven four nine. Eight hundred nine three two one seven four nine. That's eight hundred nine three two seventeen
2: forty nine. Stewart Hotel in New York City, as industry professionals go at it, auction-style buying. For that $7,000 league prize, not to mention $150,000 grand prize. Now, the NFBC, they paid over $23 million in fantasy baseball prices uh, during the first 15 seasons. And with that kind of money on the line... These drafts are a great benchmark to use when prepping for your own. So we've got you covered all weekend long with Greg Sussman, Frank Stamphill, John PCP, Dr. Roto, and a former Major League Baseball pitcher, Brad Ziegler. They're going to be analyzing the drafts in real time. So what you need to do is tune in to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network this Friday and Saturday and get all the fantasy baseball action you'll need and follow the industry professionals as they play for keeps this Friday and Saturday.
14: Hey you kids! Get off my lawn!
12: Hey you pesky kids
1: that I cannot rid of. You stop my All right, let's do this thing. And I think it's pretty clear who we're going to be telling to get off our lawn uh, today. You know what? It's been a couple of uh, fun weeks hosting the show with Joe Ranieri, but now Joe's on my lawn. He's cutting my grass up. He's doing donuts in his car. He's going, hey, F you, fo F Odell, F you. Ranieri, get off my lawn. I'm just kidding. Um, but you know what? We're going to have to get into this uh, right now. Gettleman? Well, I, don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to tell Gettleman to uh, – uh might be harsh. I was going to say get off my lawn. I was going to say fight a balcony, but that might be Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't even have a lawn, actually, to be real. I live in a condo. I don't have a lawn. We should change the name of the subject to get the hell off my balcony. Get the hell off my balcony! So here we are, the New York Giants decide to do what, you know, was sort of rumored and murmured uh, to be happening, Uh, but you didn't really think that they would really trade Odell Beckham Jr., the most popular athlete in uh, New York City, probably what, since since Derek Jeter uh, played, and a polarizing athlete, and I'll give you that. Also a disliked athlete for one reason or another, but there are a lot of haters uh, in the world. Now, now we can get into it. There's always more than one side of a story, two sides of a story. Usually, there's about sixteen sides to a story. And more than one thing can be right, okay? Odell Beckham clearly wasn't happy playing with Eli Manning. Uh, I think Odell Beckham loved the city of New York. I think Odell Beckham liked the celebrity them. I don't think he liked the football team that he was on uh, very much. I don't think he had a great relationship. Uh, with Eli Manning, or at least to the point that a a star that they at least they should have, I don't think he had a good relationship uh, with the coach. And when it's all said and done, Odell Beckham Jr. is the winner in this. He's the winner in this. Because the New York Giants are going to be miserable as long as Gettleman and Shermer are running this thing. And since they were just hiring a company, you know, they're going to be running this thing for the next two, three, four years, I imagine, and they're going to run this thing into the ground. And you're going to see – in a couple of years, you're going to walk into Models outside of Madison Square Garden and it's not going to be a wall of blue. It's going to be a wall of green. It's going to be a wall of green of New York Jet jerseys. I'll tell you what, it's been a hell of a long time, if not like when? Like ever? I guess since the Sanchez and Orion Day, since the New York Jets uh, will get the, uh, the back page uh, slash front page uh, sports coverage as the New York Jets are suddenly the interesting team uh, in town. You just don't trade superstars this easily. And if you're going to, you better shop them around and try to get the best damn possible deal as opposed to hooking them up with his buddy and and Jarvis Landry uh, with the Cleveland Browns. You know, if you look at Gettleman, this is what Gettleman did in Carolina, man. Gettleman destroyed a team in Carolina, came in, just basically picked it apart, uh, one by one, alienated star players. No one's bigger than the team. No one's bigger than the team. You know what? This ain't Vince Lombardi's era anymore, all right? Some people are bigger than the team. And part of being a coach, part of being a general manager in today's day and age is knowing how to deal with your diva star players, all right? Uh, It's basically like being married, all right? You need to keep everybody happy along the way. Does anybody have any confidence in what the hell Gettleman's going to do right now? Collins, gone um, Vernon, gone. And now uh, Odell, gone. How long until Saquon Barkley's gone as well? And they will run Saquon's ass into the ground. They'll give him 400 carries a year for the next couple of years until he go. you know what, I'm sick of this crap. Now, the, you know, the report card is still incomplete right now. We'll see what Gettleman comes up with next. We'll see what the plan is. But I got to tell you, man, it seems like they are they are committed to Eli Manning. I think they legitimately believe that, oh, we just need an offensive line. Yeah, an offensive line to protect Eli, to throw to who after? Corey Coleman, I tell you what right now, man, the New York Giants weren't far off. They weren't far off. If they had a quarterback that could actually make some damn plays, they could, could have been division tenders. They play in a crap-ass division, and instead, they're going to be the worst team in a crap-ass division for years to come, and uh, the chance of... Uh, Gangrene will only get louder. Fireman Ed gets the last laugh. Get Get the hell off my lawn!
14: Hey, you kids!
6: Get off my lawn!
4: Hey, you pesky kids! That I cannot,
14: Thank you, Gabe. You it's been a long
2: uh, 24 hours, certainly for uh, for Giant fans, but there is uh, there's a lot to be excited about around the NFL from the standpoint, and I think Gabe will agree with me on this that this is no longer like a a, a bad, uh, you know, the NFL is not like having a bad fantasy draft anymore. They're actually the team spending money going out and, and paying for players that they want, where for a long time, they weren't doing that. They were simply getting bits and pieces of what they could and tried to build through the draft. At least I think these owners and these teams are taking this money. They're spending it. And for the first time that I can remember, Gabe, it's actually – the, this time of year is actually pretty damn fun yeah. from the fan standpoint of like, what's it, you know, there's a lot of action. We haven't had this before in the NFL.
1: No, we haven't. And remember we had NFL trades, even at the deadline, which never really happened. It's sort of they're turning into the NBA. And I think they, they like it this way. And, you know, I often, mm. we wonder too, remember before it was like, well, why do they have to wait till March 13th? That's just so stupid. <laughs> well, it gives a build up, and then boom, right. They get, they, they get more run out of this uh, right now. So it's amazing. We didn't even get yep. to levy on belt at the Jets, but could, just to finish with the Browns, and I think we're going to spend three hours on this, uh, <laughs> to finish with the Browns. Did the Browns win this division? And as you stated, they got to go out and prove it. You know, they got to yeah. go out and prove it. But Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, uh, they got the Callaway kid from Florida that if he stays out of trouble is Antonio a speed Del- burner. Antonio yep. Callaway is really good. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, and Joku, a tight end. A rock-solid offensive line. Um, A great young defensive um, rusher in Garrett. A nice leader in Thomas. Draft picks, get a linebacker or two. Maybe another DB. You know, they're not invincible, but I got to tell you, man, it's a rock-solid team. They have a rookie coach. I get it, but I'll I'll ask you right now. Yes or no, do they win this division this year?
2: Uh, No, I don't think they do. Say, Pittsburgh uh, I, I really don't. Baltimore? I still trust. Uh, I'm going to take the more experienced quarterback until you beat Ben Roethlisberger until you, and it's not like, listen, it's not like Pittsburgh all of a sudden does not have a running game now. And Juju Schuster's crap. I mean, they've got to go out too, but you're right. That's the NFL. They're still there. There's still a lot of experience. They got the draft. We're coming still up, here. So I, I think we're it, still it, here. Until you, <laughs> until you beat them, um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not giving them front runner of anything. It's still Pittsburgh's division until somebody beats them.
1: Yeah, this is this is this is a real this is a lot of talent, man. I don't know. Yeah, if I def- mean, it's
2: not like they're all of a sudden void of talent, Pittsburgh. They still got a Hall of Fame quarterback there, who's yeah, know, their defense up In the tank, they got to work on that yeah, defense. I think they'll address that. I think they'll address it this year. I think they'll be better. And uh, I think, think the about offense. about being a defensive uh, coordinator,
1: you know, Joe, for uh, trying to shut down this this Browns attack, though. It's like all right, we got to double team Odell Beckham. Well, wow, great. Callaway's going to be yeah. open down the field. Jarvis Landry's going to be open yeah. in the slot. All right, let's stock the line cuz Chubb Chubb is uh, and and Kareem Hunter getting us. This is dangerous, man. And Baker Mayfield's yes. very accurate. He's got a strong arm. All they have to do is go out and do it right now. But man, Dorsey gave uh, Kitchens uh, he gave him all the uh, the ingredients he needs,
2: Joe. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. I mean, it it really really is. I mean, for the first time in a long time uh, you guys, the best decision Cleveland's made is go out and get a football guy, not a baseball analytics guy. Don't You went out, it starts from the top. We talk about it all the time, Gabe, right? Uh, it starts with ownership and it starts trickling down there. You got the right guy, a football guy in there who's transformed other uh, franchises. And that's exactly in a matter of two years what he has done to the Cleveland Browns. It'll be fun having Cleveland. I think they did hard knocks the wrong year. I wish yeah. they would have done hard knocks this year instead of last year. I think that would have been a hell of a lot more fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I don't watch Hard Knocks, to be honest. I saw it like the first year, and my life is a hard Knocks story.
2: Hell. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. Enough. Entertaining as hell.
1: I got enough hard knocks in my own life. All right, we got like a minute or two here. <laughs> well, let's let's get Nathan in uh, right now. Uh, Bob's uh, got his plays of the day. We'll get to it a little bit after, because we got Mike Breen joining us in a minute. Just uh, get Nathan in here quickly, uh, just quick uh, blast, mm-hmm. one minute. What's up, Nathan? Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. How are you doing? Good stuff, And We got good about morning. a minute here, so what do you think of Odell?
0: Yeah, I'm happy, man. I'm a Cowboys fan, man. I, I, I don't <laughs> want
1: to
0: him anymore. He, he's in the AFC. Go, 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 freeze in Cleveland, man. Yeah, but uh, but still, um, like you said, Cleveland, Cleveland is a dangerous team right now. They're like the Golden State Warriors of uh, football, but uh, it has to show on the field. It, on paper, they're good, but on the field, yeah, You remember the Eagles like three or four years ago when they did that? Uh, super team with uh, Michael Vick. I mean, not Michael Vick. Sorry, Vince Young and Nam Diawasimo. That thing didn't work out. So you got to go see if this thing works out on the field. But on paper, they're good. But as a Cowboy fan, I'm just relieved. But do you, I, I, do you guys predict that old Thomas will come to Dallas too or Cleveland?
1: I, mm.
2: I think yeah. it's going to be Cleveland. Um, uh, uh, just, I just Dallas just, might throw more money at him. That's them, the thing. Yes, Cleveland is, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised, and I think Earl's all about yet. the money. I think he's all about the money, Earl. And you know what, It's Always off. a pleasure, yo,
1: my yo, man. Yo. One thing I'll say too, Joe. It's funny. I saw a poll yesterday. It, interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it after. It's 15 NFL free agents spoke to Sports Illustrated off the record. Dallas was the number one destination they wanted to go to. It's the most sought-after team to play for, Cowboys.
20: If you've heard of WeatherTech Floor Liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor. Nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it.
19: Share Exit Team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A+ rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call NOW 800-804-7060 800-804-7060 800-804-7060.
11: That's 800-804-7060.
1: Morning after fantasy sports radio and television network. All right, we've actually spent like the first hour and 40 minutes talking about this deal. I thought the Jets were going to get some love now, Joe. You're Jets, so we're going to get to my I promise. I promise. Uh, do we have one of the best uh, play-by-play men in the business and a man I'm a big fan of, uh, Sean? Is he ready to go? Is Mike Breen uh, with us yet? All right. Uh, so not uh, not quite yet.
2: Uh, we're, we're we're an game hour tonight for him. He's in Houston, isn't he? I think he's taking on the uh, Golden State Warriors tonight. Or he's covering the uh, Warriors in Houston tonight. There's a big game. Breen uh, Breen's
1: doing at ESPN uh, tonight. Tricky, you know. I don't know. Like uh, I've been all college basketball the last couple of days, and I saw ooh a big game tonight. And Houston Rockets are they're peaking at the right time. Houston Rockets three and a half point favorites, uh, Joe, in this game against the visiting Golden State Warriors tonight.
2: Hard not to like the Rockets in this situation, right? Especially over the last couple of weeks with Golden State. Uh, it's Anybody's been cruising, it's been the Houston Rockets at home. Tough situation for the Golden State Warriors. They had the Warriors on the ropes last year. They had yeah. the Warriors
1: on the ropes, and I get it. And Parson used to freak out all the time, and, man, me, me and him would yell. But he would go off about Chris Paul not uh, being, uh, being successful in the playoffs. And, oh, it didn't matter that Chris – it didn't matter that Chris Paul got hurt last year because of Chris Paul's failures in the playoffs in the past, but it did. They had him on the ropes, and mm. we're talking about a team that's starting to peak at the right time right now. Let's bring in uh, Mike Breen, a uh, big fan. Now, Mike, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us uh, this morning. How you doing this morning?
21: Morning, guys. How are you? I don't
1: know if you heard, but it's kind of been a busy day in New York, Mike. Holy crap, man. Odell, yeah. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. <laughs>
21: Well, I'm, I'm a big Giant fan, so I'm just trying to process that one.
1: So let me ask you, because we've been yelling at each other, and like obviously Odell is so polarizing, even amongst Giant fans, Mike. Um, oh, you know, he's the greatest ever. Oh, he was a distraction. He had to go. It's hard to process this. Odell said the same thing. I, he's still processing it. But from a Giant fan, do you like it, not like it, where are you at right now just as a fan?
21: You know, I have mixed feelings. Um, I mean, this guy is, is a special talent, in my opinion, probably the best receiver in the NFL. And I, I'm just speaking as a fan. I have no inside info or, or you know, I never cover the NFL. But I just love uh, I love how, how talented he is. But he also at times hurt the team uh, in terms of the ultimate goal. So there's part of me that understands why they do that, and part of me wish they would – you know, give him more of a chance to, to grow, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I don't know what I think right now. I'm just – I'm a confused Giant fan. <laughs>
1: Le'Veon Bell is in. <laughs> Odell is out. Suddenly the Jets – I was joking, Mike. Uh, you know, Odell's next to MSG. They have a Joe Namath jersey and, like, 90 uh, Giant jerseys. Every other player, finally, they'll have a Jet jersey to sell. But Odell, biggest star in the town right now. Um, I was thinking since Jeter – Yet, you know, sort of leads me into the Knicks and the attraction potentially for a Kevin Durant, in which Kevin Durant really would be the biggest star in New York City, wouldn't he, if if he signed with the New York Knicks, Mike?
21: Yeah, I think so. Um, Aaron Judge is a pretty big star. Um, Jacob Degrom for the Mets is a pretty big star. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think Durant would would probably uh, catapult and <laughs> move to one if if he came to New York, but. You know, as you guys know, so much can happen between now and the end of the regular season. You know, I always wonder, and I I wish most guys don't say this, I I always wonder when guys make their decisions, um, and whatever sport you're talking about, in in terms of do they wait to the end of the season? Do they know right now where they're going? I've always believed that – you don't make that decision until your season ends because so many different things can happen to either make you want to stay in a situation or make you want to go somewhere else. Uh, So that's something that always intrigues me with that stuff.
2: Hey, Mike, Joe Ranieri, I got to ask you, uh, Russell Westbrook uh, last couple of days had another experience, not a great experience with a fan in in Utah, and they seem to keep finding him. But for somebody that is down, you know, on the court, somebody is there. Is there a problem in the NBA when it comes to fans having that kind of close touch and access to these uh, to these NBA players? or, Or do you think it's just a very isolated situation here?
21: No, Joe, I, I think I don't think it's, a, it's um, an isolated situation. It's also, I think it has gotten better in recent years. But there's no question, almost every game, uh, and, and we sit often near the benches uh, during games, there's inappropriate stuff being said. Uh, most of the time, it's just the profanity is, is shocking. Uh, the thing that I see mostly is... Um, you know, some guy will be screaming and, and dropping f-bombs, and standing right next to him is his son, uh, or you know, standing two seats over is another father with their daughter. And, and it just—it it blows me away that they just feel they can throw out that stuff. Uh, that's mostly what I see. And what has to happen is, you know, the ushers and the security people in the area—they have to be given because let's face it, they, they have. They have certain rules and regulations that they have to uh, follow in terms of their own bosses. But they have to be given the permission to point these guys out and point these guys and gals, whoever it is, and, and kick them out before a confrontation happens. And, you know, Westbrook, he has to control himself. He can't respond this way. I certainly understand um, but if he's not getting help from from security and ushers, as soon as the, the, a fan starts going after you like that and using inappropriate language or saying stuff that's that's insulting or personal, um, it's up for every team to have their security immediately pounce and get rid of the people. And and other fans, too, I think, sometimes have to uh, get involved, too, to help, help the security and the ushers point it out.
1: Uh, Mike, it's been a hostile week in the NBA as well. We saw Serge Ibaka, and uh, and Marquise Chris uh, get into it uh, the other night. And, you know, fans like this. You know, it's entertaining. Ooh, and, and Twitter's going to light up, and and the gifts are out there. But, you know, you're close with the league. I guess it's something that they really don't want. This isn't hockey, and hockey gets away with it. Things can escalate fast, can't they? I mean, a guy throws a punch, you know, a couple of players fall into the crowd. Next thing you know, the crowd's involved. Next thing you know, the bench is clear. We've seen this happen before. It's a fine line, isn't it, between letting people compete, letting them show their emotions without letting it get uh, carried away. Because, you know, we always hear people, Mike, "Wouldn't you take, like, people say, oh, today's players are soft. I yeah, remember the old days and Knicks and the Heat and this. It's like, no, don't tell me if these guys knew they couldn't get away with this stuff, they wouldn't do it, right?
21: Right. You know, G- G- Gabe, you're speaking to, to somebody who watched maybe the worst ball uh, in, in NBA history. I was there the night of the, the – Palace uh, with the brawl between the Pistons and the Pacers, and that was the ultimate example of how, you know, just one skirmish between two players can turn into something disastrous. Um, But ever since then, uh, the penalties have certainly increased, and players know um, now that if if you're throwing a punch, you're going to be out for a while. So for the most part, the incidents are way down uh, in recent years. But it doesn't matter. One incident can really cause a problem. And and as you say, you know, it's bad enough that the players are gonna go at it and, and could get suspended and could have a great ramifications on how a team finishes and what playoff position they get. But more importantly, because the NBA for fans, it's so great that you're right on top of the action and you're right there, you can hear the players, you can see them sweat. Um it it could easily go into the stands and that's that's when uh, that's when it becomes you know, it has potential for for absolute disaster. So I think overall, the league, you know, has let the players know that you're going to be penalized heavily for it. But sometimes, every once in a while, I mean, it's such an emotional game. It's such a physical game that it gets carried away. You just hope that it's at a minimum.
1: Um, I'm going to ask you about uh, the situation at the Garden uh, as well. You know, it seems like everybody just needs to, to, to step back. I know it's tough. It's tough. You know, you cover the team. You know, you see, you see, the fans are getting frustrated right now. Ownership is getting uh, frustrated. That's why I'm almost hoping that the Knicks can get a Durant. They can get a Kyrie Irving, so people can just start. It's almost like a family arguing with each other all day. You know what I mean? They need something positive to happen. But what's what's your take on the situation there as well, and how how the uh, the fan interaction is being handled?
21: You know what, uh, Gabe, it's. I feel for the Knicks fans right now. Uh, I've lived my whole life in New York. Uh, I've been broadcasting Knicks games for 27 years. And if there's a, a more loyal fan base or a fan base that, that is desperate and hungry for their team to be well, I, I haven't found it. Uh, the Garden is, is filled almost every single night, despite this stretch, which has been the worst stretch in franchise history, because they love their team so much. So if, if there's any fans that's deserving, um, I mean it's, it's the Knicks fans and I can understand their frustration and they're just they're just so hungry to root for a good team again. Um and and that's 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 the overriding factor for me and you know whether or not they get the kevin durant's or kyrie irving's or whether they have come up empty this year and to get somebody next year or they get the number one pick etc uh it's a fan base that deserves it and, and i'm from the old school i don't know about you guys but when i go to a, a sporting event i'm a big met fan uh in new york i'm a big giant fan um when i go i, I like to cheer my team on I've ne- I don't think in my entire life I've ever booed somebody on my own team unless unless they flat out did something you know disgraceful or didn't hustle uh, I've never yelled at opponents in terms of you know yelling profane things but everybody's different they they um, they have their own way of releasing their their fandom um, but I just I, I've never understood why you'd want to confront a player or an owner or a, or somebody else like that during the course of during the course of a sporting event. I mean, you're there to go enjoy yourself. So uh, I'll admit I'm old-fashioned on that stuff.
1: I've yelled at uh, Joey Crawford before, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll tell you a story.
21: Yeah, that's really... <laughs> I, I used to I used to referee uh, for years. I was a uh, uh, I got up to the junior college level and referee and. And so when I would go to a game, whether it be a college game or, or a pro game, and I'd sit in the stands as a fan, uh, yeah, I would always watch the referees because there was a time in my life where I thought I might be a referee. And uh, this one guy was standing behind me, and he is just killing the ref. It was a college game, killing him every single call, and it's getting nasty. And it just—it was—it was so killing my my um, pleasure of the game. I turned around to the guy, figure, all right, maybe if I say this to him, he'll stop. And I said, you know, that referee that you're yelling at, uh, could you take it easy on him? That's my dad. Now, it wasn't my dad, but I thought, okay, this is get. So he turns to me, and he goes, that's your dad? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, your dad bleep, 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 bleep stinks, you know. I'm, he like, didn't work. So I'm like, okay. That's awesome.
1: My <laughs> grandfather was a linesman in the NHL. That really happened, a true story, where it was my uncle – and the same thing, he said, my uncle, like, attacked the fan. He's like, that's my dad. And started, like, going at So <laughs> it's the truth. Crazy. We have <laughs> yeah, a big, big game tonight. We got about a minute left. Uh, we'll get you out of here. Uh, Houston Rockets is really starting to peak at the right time right now. This is the classic case in which you can't judge a team midseason, right? And we're judging the Boston Celtics now too early. Uh, Houston starting to peak should be a real fun game tonight against the Warriors.
21: You know, the Rockets, gave; they're just healthy right now. Um, it's hard to win when you're three of your best players, and I'm talking about Chris Paul, who missed 23 games, uh, Clint Capella missed 15 games, Eric Gordon missed 13. It's hard to compete when, when you don't have your guys in the lineup. So they're finally healthy now. James Harden doesn't have to carry that load that he, that he carried for so long because he's got help. And a lot of it, too, is they see the end, light of the end of the tunnel. For the Rockets, it didn't matter what they did in the regular season. It all matters what happens in the playoffs. So, you know, for them, after that disappointing loss last year, they just they needed to get healthy, and now they're ready to go. Because I, I, I think uh, that if these two teams, Golden State and Houston, meet in the playoffs, I think we're going to have another one of those classic series that will go seven games.
1: Well, Mike, I'm watching college yeah. basketball a lot uh, today, but I'll be tuning in uh, tonight for this one. Great stuff, Mike. Mm. Thanks for the time, sir.
21: Gabe and Joe, my pleasure, guys.
1: There's Mike Breen, the great uh, Mike Breen. Big, big fan. Bang! Bang! Morning After continues.
11: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
12: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government.
11: 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. All
1: right, this might uh, come as a surprise to uh, you, Sean, and you, Joe Raneri. I might be that fan that Mike Breen was talking about a little bit, because I can't believe the fan <laughs> would be saying that. I was at a UNLV football Not game. Not
21: surprised, by the way. Yeah. I was at a UNLV yeah.
1: football game, and... I had money on it, obviously, and I was dropping, like, I was like, Emmer, you know what I mean? I was, I was pretty, I, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of lippy. But I wasn't, like, yelling at players. But I was sitting there, I was swearing a lot. And some older lady said to me, she's like, this is your, your language. is disgusting. Would you watch your language? And she was wearing, like, Minnesota Golden Gopher stuff. And oh. I, I pulled the old, I said, you're not in Minnesota anymore, all right, Grandma? I wow. said, this is Vegas. I said, shut up. I said something like, I said, mind your own business, Grandma. I was kind of lippy. But I said, go back to Minnesota. I said, whatever. I said, I said you probably voted for a Michelle uh, Buchanan, too, huh? I started laughing like idiots, Minnesota. <laughs> I'm like drinking. <laughs> like, she said something to me again. Then her grandkid oh, no. was kind of a big dude. Sorry, it's enough of you disrespecting everyone there. And, uh, you know, maybe they said, you want to go? So I caught up. I was I was drunk. Right? I didn't care. So uh, basically, the cops came up to me. <laughs> they were all like, listen, listen, uh, you know, we can't treat tourists like this. And, you know, they come from Minnesota. Like, you just go sit in another section. <laughs> no kidding. Didn't throw you out? No, no, no. I left on my own. I was like, F uh-huh. this. I'm leaving on my own. But at another UNLV football game, one show, you're like this. Omar Clayton, this is years ago. Omar Clayton was a quarterback. I had big money on the game. It was against Oregon State. Man. The quarterback got hurt for UNLV. And uh, the new kid came in. He was like a freshman and stuff. And he came in. It's like first play, he fumbles the ball. And I'm like, God, oh, this is great, this stupid kid. I'm like, I forget what his last name is, but I'm like, oh, great job, Rossini. I'm like, oh yeah, we really are. We're screwed. I'm like, this kid sucks. So I'm sitting there. This chick flips. It's my freaking brother. And I'm like, yeah, we better start playing better. (laughs) Good good line. Good line. By the end of the night, I'm hugging the mother and the father because we covered. Your son's (laughs) going to be the man, future quarterback. Like, I totally switched. I'm like, yeah. I've been there and I've done it. You must be fun
10: to hang out with at the game. As long as the team's winning, like your team's winning. That could be a load to to deal with that again. 800 428.
0: 1570 What the f- happened last night you find out the morning after let's do
1: this thing <sighs> The morning after continues, the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. It's been a bombastic show. Mm. And I'm not even going to say. I just have one more thing to say about Odell and, and the Browns. Because uh, we're, we're two hours in, and it's pretty much been an exclusive Odell and Browns uh, show. So, Le'Veon Bell is a member of the New York Jets. What did I know Jets take. What's uh, I know Joe's take. What's the point? They're not winning the Super Bowl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> now listen, I did, uh, to be honest, I would have rather have seen him go and get Tevin Coleman, who's a little younger and a hell of a lot cheaper, but... You still need to put weapons around Sam Darnold. This is going to be one of the most important years for the maturation for Sam Darnold. You did, uh, you went out, you, you know, you got, uh, you improved the offensive line. You got a tight end in Chris Hernan out of the University of Miami. Now, young guy, you went out and got crap. You've got more weapons now than I can remember the Jets having in a long time. And you went out and got yourself a pretty damn good linebacker in CJ Mosley. You've got the three pick Ooh, yeah. in the draft. So... You know you can do some damage if if New England does take a step back this year, then you know the uh, the Bills and the Jets are not messing around here. That's there's not going to be a lot of wiggle room for New England here like it has been in the past years.
1: One thing I'll agree with you with, and it seems to be that you're you're of this camp that one shiny new object doesn't make you a better football team as a whole, right? That and that's the one no. thing. Like you yeah. know you look, ooh, you know the flash, flash Raiders Antonio Brown. Like you said, the yeah, Bills. No. The Bills' body of work, they got one of the best young centers in the game. Center's one of the most important yep. positions on the field. You know, Eric Wood's gone. They, you know, they they need that rock solid guy with a young QB. They handle their business. They take care of that. They needed mm-hmm. some playmakers. Cole Beasley, playmaker. Uh, you know, Brown. John Brown. Yeah, you know, nice deep threat right there with a guy with Cannon. And the one thing about the Bills almost that is a strength of theirs. Is, you know, Joe, what I'm saying? I don't believe in Shermer with the Giants. I don't think the guy can coach. Maybe he's a coordinator. Mm. I don't think he can handle it. I think, Doug, I think uh, McDermott can coach. What about you? Like McDermott can coach teams up. We see it. He's a great defensive coach. Mm. The Bills have had a great defense the years he's been there already.
2: Not enough credit. Not enough credit given to McDermott and what he's done there. Absolutely right. Yeah, he can coach. He, he can
1: coach. Yep. All right. Uh, more stuff. We got uh, Cam Stewart coming up next.
8: Indeed, the world's number one job site, Source ComScore Total Visits.
13: Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But they need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help,
15: I was like, oh, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job and they're falling off of me. It's insane.
9: Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone, go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
1: Morning after continues. Big Mer says, uh, come on, Odell Beckham's nowhere near close to being uh, one of the best of all time. Uh, if you look at the numbers uh, for, for his age at 26, but as I promised, we're we're not doing Odell anymore. That's it. Two hours and 12 minutes into the show. Cam Stewart now joins us. And uh, Cam, it's been pretty bombastic uh, here. Me and Joe have been going back and forth. Uh, the viewers are split. Uh, some of them think Odell Beckham is a loudmouth distraction, who's a prima donna soft uh, player, and they don't care that he's gone. And uh, I'm of the camp, amongst others who are right and smart people, who uh, think the New York Giants are a train wreck, and, uh, you know, you gave up Odell Beckham. And listen, I know the Giants weren't close to winning right now anyways, but I don't understand getting rid of Odell. Eli Manning's the problem. Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, to You know, it was really good
17: stuff. Uh, I went on one of my betting sites, and I don't know why we talked about it with uh, uh, Colonel Kurtz on the weekend, but I put some money on Cleveland. Uh, to win the Super Bowl at 40-1 to a while ago. And one of our sites is down to 14. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I really like uh, the value that we're getting. I'm with you. This team's going for it. They're all in right now. Baker Mayfield's excited. Everybody's excited. The line looks good. They still have so much depth on the defensive side of the ball. I'll tell you, with the way Pittsburgh looks right now in Baltimore, what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, aging stars on that team, I'm all excited, but I understand why the Giants did it, Gabe. They weren't going to win with them or without them. they got to start fresh. There's nothing worse than being that team that wins a couple games. Kind of like in hockey, you got to go right down to the bottom like Pittsburgh did, right down to the bottom, and build it. Nothing worse, you know, 6-10, and 7-9. you got to really tank, get those draft picks, and build it up. And at least Cleveland gave them something to fill the cupboards with. So I think both teams are really happy. But I love the fact that Cleveland, I have them to win the division in the Super Bowl. Not the Super Bowl, but I feel confident they can win that division.
1: Yeah, if they, uh, I'm waiting for some uh, some numbers to come out. Division odds as well as... Bad uh,
17: numbers now. As Dave, well. They have them on one of our books, but ooh, they're really bad. Uh, Cleveland went down from 40 a couple weeks ago. They're at 14-1. to 1. You can't take Cleveland to win the Super Bowl at 14-1. No, d- I said I, the I division.
1: No. There's no division odds. Oh, There's the Super Bowl odds.
17: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't have the... I had the division earlier. They took down... They still have the Super Bowl, but I'm waiting for the division too. But I got to believe they're going to be the favorites now.
1: Um, I don't know. You know, what I mean, I think they'll be right there with with Pittsburgh, uh, Joe. What, what do you think? Um, yeah, I guess <laughs>
2: it's it's Pittsburgh's division. I, as far as I'm concerned, until somebody takes it yeah, away look, from them, you still have the quarterback. I was
1: just gonna say, sorry, Joe. If you look so to compare, the Cleveland Browns are 14 to one. I'm looking at Fanduel's odds Correct. right now. They're 14 to one. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are 20 to one. 20 to one. So. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess Cleveland would be favored by, like, you know, half a game or so, or a game, yeah. Like, we were talking yesterday. I was saying, Joe, I thought the Browns' win total was going to be 8.5. That was before Odell. Yeah, I, me and right. Cam were talking about the Browns yesterday being a buzz team type thing, and we were talking about the Odell stuff and Javaris Landry, et cetera. And, oh, imagine if they got him, and it would be a good bet. And then, boom, skyri- it goes to 14. Um... And then you, you got the, the Steelers at at twenty to one uh, right now, but I wouldn't be running the window to bet on the Browns at fourteen to one, Joe, to win the Super Bowl now.
2: No, I mean, listen, at forty to one, it's a lotto ticket, right? You know, like I'm probably not going to win, but I'll just throw it in there anyway to see what happens. So, uh, you know, that's that's at forty to one now, at fourteen to one. That that's strictly Browns fans uh, overreacting, thinking they've won the Super Bowl now, but uh, you know, I'm not rushing out to play that either. <laughs>
1: It was yeah, crazy we're the, too. Where are the New we're York Giants? Sucks. So let's see New York Giant odds. Uh. I think they're a
17: hundred.
1: Sixty to one.
17: Yeah. Sixty. Wow. Some books are hundred. cheap. If you want to go shopping. I'll outdoor, take that bet, anybody. Yeah.
1: If you want it. Oh, yeah. Eighty to high. Eighty to hundred, <laughs> I think, right? Am I legally allowed to do it? But yeah, if anyone wants Damn. the Giants to win at sixty to one, I'm here for you. Send the money. <laughs> two two thirty fifth West 34th Street. <laughs>
15: <laughs> yeah
1: all right cab so uh we got some golf going on here today uh or at least uh, when, when's the when's the one's when's the when's the tee off actually when, When's the tee off uh, tomorrow uh about
17: 7:30 in the morning 30 in Renzi, the morning so, uh, yeah. so that's, that's why you're why joining us today
1: Wednesday hits. Uh, yeah. it's gonna be
17: tough very windy as well so it's gonna be a great players this year
1: you ever play this course, Joe? You're like a big shot in Florida. You ever play this uh, this Island Green?
2: I have uh, yes, I have played uh, the uh, the wow. Island 17th uh, before. It's uh, it's actually something to see. My aunt actually lives uh, right around the corner there, so how many it's I actually chance to go. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, number it was you man? know what it is is that when you go there, you just you, you almost don't want to hit. You just want to sit there and stare. I spent 20 minutes just taking pictures. I mean, that's how that's how <laughs> ridiculous it was. <laughs>
1: All right, Cam. So what, what do you got for us, Cam? Who do, you, who do you like? It's a tough tournament, as you stated. You know, weather could be a little bit of a factor. They're playing it earlier than they normally do. Um, so, you know, the the terrain, the, 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 it's the softness and the hardness is a little bit different than usual. And it's a pretty random tournament, this tournament, isn't it? Where, you know, some guys – I was talking with Feinberg about this, and we looking back in past history – There are good golfers that won't make the cut, right? Like, it's not like one of these automatic, oh, everyone's going to get through. And some guys will struggle. Some guys will do well, right?
17: Yeah, you said it. The wind's going to be a big factor, Marenzi. Now that it's in March, push push back. I did uh, some studying yesterday looking at wind players. Uh, Jason Day is a guy, despite the back problem, he gains a lot of strokes. Great wind player. Uh, I thought you hate Jason Day. A lot of those guys. Uh, Jason Day's at 40 to one now. Here's the thing: we're not getting him at 15 to one because of this back injury. He, you're getting 40 to one. I have to put him on my ticket. I don't like the guy odds, He drives me nuts. He cost me a DraftKings contest because he withdrew last week. But at 40 to one, I got to take him. But the guy I really, really like out of the chalk. Uh, Joe and Gabe. I think a lot of people are going with Kepka. I like him, but I like Ricky Fowler at 20. If you can find him at 22, Fowler is a master at this course. Hey, uh, Kisner is a good long shot pick, but Fowler is always there at the players, and he's playing well.
1: This is the fake major, Joe, that he won. They call ooh, the fifth major, Ricky Fowler. This is the <laughs> one that he won. The fifth major. <laughs> fifth major.
15: Fifth major. You don't go. Yeah, well, and do you there's like, also Joe? not
2: a lot of... There's not, this field... is. We've seen there's not a lot of club pros and amateurs at the back end of this tournament. So what you're getting is you're getting guys like Kupka and Tiger Woods and Justin Rose, Ricky Felt. They're in that 20 to 30 to 1 range, which you normally wouldn't get, um, but there is some value there. I like guys that have been there, done that. I like Sergio at at about 40 to 1. I think Patrick Cantlay is another guy that we're all waiting to eventually come out of his shell. This could be a tournament, you know, at forty-five to one that he could win. Paul Casey, uh, Henrik Stenson, those kinds of guys. I think in that in that group, we could be looking at a pretty profitable payday on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the guys in the um, the guys, and I, I'm sort of throwing darts this week. Uh, but I think it is sort of a random tournament, and I'm getting some pretty nice odds with guys that are so good. In John Rahm at twenty-eight to one, Xander Shoffley at twenty-eight to one. Favorite uh, pick, Gabe, love it. Ooh, Shoffley, Xander, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like them. Twenty-eight to one. I'm going to play these. I'm going to play three guys. John Rom, twenty-eight to one. Xander Shoffley, twenty-eight to one. And Cam, the long shot that sort of catches my eye here, and especially maybe for a T20, Gary Woodland, fifty-five to one for Gary Woodland.
17: Good price on Woodland. Keep
1: in mind too that the last two winners were all both triple digits. Amazing
2: yeah, the last two winners were triple digits, guys. So it's uh, this tournament, don't be afraid to look at uh, like a, a bomber or two with uh, you know like a Kevin Kisner or a uh, or a Heath Jason Headley, one of those guys from a hundred to one or two hundred to one.
17: yep, I agree, Joe. Keith Mitchell, hot player, 100 to 1. Sanjay M played yep. good last week, 100 to 1. Gabe, that guy from England, Matt Wallace, who missed the two-foot putt to finish sixth, he was there in this tournament. He's 100 to 1. So those are some guys I'm going to take as flyers, but I love Fowler at 20, Shifley at 28, took a shot with Jason Day at 40, and Patrick Cantlay. Joe, we're riding the Cantlay train. This kid from UCLA, he's got to win soon. I think the players is the type of yeah. tournament for him to capitalize.
1: Uh, Gary Woodland yeah, is a yeah. long shot uh, that catches my eye. I like the data as well. Um, other players, uh, some other fat odds. Who else is a, a guy? What about a uh, guy you often take, uh, Cam? And uh, Rafa uh, Bella Cabrera here. Cabrera Bale? Yeah.
17: Good pick, Gabe. You're Actually, Gabe, your radar mm. this week is really on because every guy that you've mentioned, I've actually considered. Rafa Cabrera Bale last week, another pr- brilliant performance inside the top five great ball striker once he gets rolling with the putter he's one of the best players in the world and you're getting him at like 50 60 to 1 rafa cabrera bear would not surprise me i just can't bet on everybody gabe but i love that guy (laughs) for top 10s and top 20 as well
1: all right 10 seconds cam what's your pick what's your best picks
17: fowler shoffley Cantley, bomb wallace put that in your pipe and smoke it baby
1: smooth more cam at four o'clock game time decisions
11: 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992.
5: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
1: Dedicated to uh, Gettleman. <laughs> <Blanded>. <laughs> Wrapped up like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> good call, Joe. <laughs> good call. Uh, Joe is in uh, Florida. I'm Gabriel Renzi in Midtown Manhattan. So oh. he promised to get into the Jet stuff. So uh, pretty aggressive, uh, pretty aggressive off season by the New York Jets uh, right now. And. It's always a battle for the back page of the New York daily news and the New York post. Let's bring in a man that knows all about this. Cause he grew up uh, in the Bronx. And of course uh, he played uh, with the New York uh, Giants. You've seen him right here in studio. We did the college football uh, show on a couple of occasions uh, this year with me, rich and uh, Joe Lisi and Sam guards. What's up, Sam? How you doing, bro?
14: I'm doing great. How you
1: guys? Good stuff, Sam? Good stuff. Thanks for checking in today. So, uh, Holy crap, man. I mean, it's almost like a couple that, like, I thought they were just bluffing the Giants. I know they sort of flew it out there, and it wasn't the best relationship with Gettleman and Beckham and, and Germer, But I didn't really think they'd go through with this. And, he, well, here we are, dude. <laughs> it's amazing. Odell's gone. Le'Veon Bell's in New York. Like, what the hell happened in the last 24 hours, Sam?
14: Wow, I guess the social media events went from New York Giants to New York Jets because this is this is it's kind of it's kind of it's strange, you no? Know, because I have to have a once-in-a-lifetime receiver and to, lead, to lose him to you know Cleveland Browns, who you know, which is actually the perfect situation for him. I mean, I, I really see they go, they gonna put up big numbers because that quarterback is the truth. And but as far as the Giants is concerned. You basically trade a receiver away because you don't have a quarterback that is capable of dealing the ball.
1: That's what I said. And people attacked me earlier. And I know there's more to it. We'll get to it, Sam. But tell yeah, people yeah, as a defensive that's
14: why, that's back.
1: Tell people as a defensive back and, and as a coach, play. how good is he? Because like, people are like, oh, he's overrated. He's a prima donna. I'm saying, no. He's well, a one, He's a generational talent. How good is he, in your opinion?
14: Again, that, my, my statement is not to beat down Eli. It's just the truth. He's an older quarterback who doesn't have the same zip on the ball just like every other quarterback gets to his age. They don't have the same zip on the ball. And when you're a, a talent like Odell, you know, every year that you don't break records, you you feel like you missed out because he has that type of talent. He works that hard, and he's a, he's a good guy. As far as the defensive coach and being on an opposing team, all your attention is on Odell. I don't care who else they have on their team. I don't care who else has a great game. If somebody else has a great game on the other side of him, it's because all the attention is on Odell. Odell can break the game wide open with a short pass, with a deep pass, with great routes. Uh, he puts a lot of pressure on you to, to be perfect. And he has the type of mindset that even if you're double-teaming him, he's going to find a way to get open. And when you have that type of talent, you know, that puts a lot of pressure on the defense. It takes away from other things you need to be aware of.
2: Sam, you got to Hey, it's Joe, man. And by the way, let's not forget he did play for the the, the good team in New York. Now the New York Jets. Um, I, I did want to ask you uh, about Gettleman and the opportunity right now to flip this narrative in another month when this draft comes. Well, you know, all could be forgiven rather quickly if they go out and they get. Kyla Murray, Dwayne Haskins, uh, they go up and get a Josh Rosen and trade for him. They have the, the draft capital to do that now, Sam. So, I, I don't think just right. to close the book and stick a fork in them right now, I think that's a little premature, isn't it?
14: Definitely not. Not, of, not as a giant fan. You know, you're supposed to stick by your team regardless. You know, we It's going to be ups and downs, but we're still going to be loyal to our team. But one thing I will say – you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a very hard to go out there and find an Odell Beckham. I know you might go get a quarterback, but even when you get a quarterback, who are you who are you necessarily throwing the ball to? And it's it's definitely a rebuilding process. If you go get a rookie quarterback and a rookie receiver, it just it just they don't, those guys just don't come around that often. So wouldn't
1: it have been better off, Sam? And this is my point off the top: then than get a damn quarterback. Then get a quarterback. Like uh, to but, me. As you stated, I mean, I don't understand this about NFL guys. I said this, Sam, and you were a coach, so you've seen this, I'm sure. So much research and development, money spent, scouting, hours, trips, this, grades. Everything is so meticulous, yet people somehow get excited. Oh, yeah, we'll give them up, but we got a first and a third. You can take a first, a third, and a fifth, and a sixth, and you're not getting Odell Beckham again, guys. Like, it's once every 10 years you get a talent like this, and, and instead of making it work, it seems like teams give up too much. Like, I don't know, like Sam, to me, people are like, oh, the Giants need to rebuild. I thought the glass was closer to being half full than empty. And no disrespect to Eli either. Right. I thought, listen, you got a quarterback that can throw the ball, get you know, work on the defense a little bit. You can instantly compete in a division that they're in. Now it's like they're rebuilding. And quite frankly, I don't even think Gettleman will be there in three years to rebuild it. I don't think Sherman's going to last through this, so – I I don't like it, to be personal. I don't like it. I'm just being honest.
14: What I would say as a coach is, and I'll put back on and take my fan hat off, is that one thing we really don't know what's going on in the building. Because sometimes, you know, no matter where you work, it's about relationships and everybody feeling comfortable with one another. And I know sometimes the talent, you have to, you know, you have to be able to accept certain things from very talented guys. You know, though, Sam. So what what can you
1: tell us about the room in there? Like, People here teammates like Beckham. And so what about Beckham? Did what People about that? Did teammates like Odell Beckham?
14: Everything I've heard, you know I have friends in that building and I I know a lot. And I will tell you that Beckham from I hear from coaches and from players, he's a great teammate. He works his butt off. Uh he, he does everything he does everything the right way, but you know, he's he's you know he's he's a guy that he's been vocal at times. And usually as a coach, I'm not gonna speak on Beckham, I'm gonna speak on situations. So when you're a coach and you have a guy that's vocal, you normally know, tell them to keep it quiet, at least in the media, but then you don't know what's going on in the in the building. Sometimes you got to let that frustration out. And when you kind of like plug a hole, it usually bursts somewhere else. And when I say that, sometimes it could be somebody's having, might be vocal at, inside the building, but quiet on the media front. So you just never know. And when you got yeah. a guy like Eli, you know, I think it's a tough situation where he's he's won two Super Bowls here and he's legendary. And I think they're having a hard time breaking up. I think that's that's the issue right there. They're having a hard time breaking up. I'm not blaming Eli for the situation, but it just, from the outside looking in, it seemed like it was either Eli or Beckham. That's what it seems like.
2: And talk to us Sam about the uh the, the the Jets and uh let's get to the real team here if we could for a second as I'm a Jet fan. So oh, can we New Kings uh, in New I'm York. Do, do you like do you like the move? I mean do you do you like the fact of you know the 35 million guaranteed I think with Levion it was always about the guarantee it wasn't about the total value. Right. Uh I think he got what he wanted and I think the Jets got uh, another weapon for Sam Darnold.
14: Yeah, I think that's a great move for them because you know Back in the days of, you know, football as a physical sport, one thing we did was you always got your great your young quarterback uh, running a running back. So, you didn't put all the pressure on him. And I think this is going to be a great move for the Jets. Of course, Bell, you know, coaching against him, he's very tough to deal with because he's not your normal runner. He's patient. He's patient beyond, hmm. you know, belief. And he puts you in position on defense that if you play too fast or if you play too slow, he's going to get you. And I think this is, this. I think when you, this automatically makes their offensive line much better and a quarterback as well. Yeah.
1: What do you think, Sam, about how yeah. he played it? Um, You know, I, we have a Steeler fan in the building he came in. Oh, I'm so glad he lost money on this. Oh, screw him. Screw him. Uh, He had principle. Right. He didn't like getting tagged every year. So he stood, he stood up for himself. Right. He was allowed to do it under the collective bargaining agreement, but did he leave money on the table? What what's your take on how Le'Veon handled this when it's all said and done?
14: Well, again, like you know, as players, sometimes you go through things where sometimes you're willing to give a little money back to you know to get your point across. And maybe he didn't like the way things were going in the building. But I think as far as the money he got, I think no I think he's the high he got the most money guaranteed by a running back ever. Any running, any contract, even though there's other running backs with better contracts, he had the most guaranteed money for a running back. So I think he he came out of winning this situation, and he's in New York, and he's with a young team and an aggressive uh, offensive coordinator and head coach that's going to know how to use him and give him the ball not only as a running back, but as a receiving threat out of the backfield. I think this is a big win for the Jets. Uh,
1: We talked about uh, Odell from 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 a Giant perspective. You know, how about being a DB, being a defensive coordinator, defensive coach, and you've got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Antonio Callaway, and Joku, a very good offensive line, and a young, cocky gunslinger in, in Baker Mayfield. This is a hell of a challenge, isn't it, Sam, for defensive coordinators now? I mean, man, kitchen he can go in a lot of directions to to move the football right now. Talk to me about how dynamic this offense can be, uh, the Cleveland Browns offense now.
14: As, as dynamic as those players you name, Baker Mayfield is the key cock to that engine right there because you got a quarterback that, that works as hard as he does. To me, he reminds me of a guy that when I was growing up and when I played, everybody know he used to talk his far as bravado, but no one worked harder in the film room and on the field than Deion Sanders. And I think Baker Mayfield is the same way. He, he carries that chip on his shoulder, and he, the way he carries it, he carries it so that it, it forces him to work because he know a lot of people want to see him fail because of the way he goes about his business. But one thing about him, you'll see every level he's been in, his teammates love him. And now with all that talent around him, this is a guy that's very precise and will get the ball to his guys. And we'll be able to, one thing that makes of the special quarterback special is that they go off. They go off the cuff sometimes. They don't go just do what you normally see on film. They'll come to the sideline. They'll see something with the receiver, and they'll be able to make that adjustment mentally and physically. And that's that's a, that's the a big thing for the Cleveland Browns is making Mayfield.
1: Sam, it's always a pleasure, my man. Uh, always a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you here again. Thanks for the time, my man.
14: Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Keep up the great work.
1: There's uh, Sam Garns, uh with us. I like, Joe, how you threw it in there. He played for the Jets, too. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just, you know, let's not, you know, let's not leave it out <laughs> it was here. It one year. Not just, don't make a difference. He still wore the green and white. You're like, no, no he's a, he's a jet. He's a jet. Uh, <laughs> Recency bias, baby. <laughs> all right. Uh, so
1: we're not done with the football. We're not done with the football. Mm-mm. Andy Benoit, Sports Illustrated, going to join us. We got an, another take, nice. another, another
12: angle.
2: Another angle. You know, Want to hurry us up? I got to put in my 12 o'clock uh, plays here, so let's hurry this up. <laughs> All right, get, get, get it
1: in. I'm, I'm working out. I don't like getting early. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: It's college basketball season, and the Mammoth Park Sportsbook by William Hill is your best bet to watch and wager on all the games leading up to the big tournament. Watch every minute of action on our 75-foot HD video wall. Wager on props, parlays, over-unders, and much more. Go to mammothpark.com for hours and information. Excludes New Jersey college teams and college events taking place in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
15: Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and inner city bus transportation industry, are looking for career-minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs.
9: 888- 400 435 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
13: Hi, I'm Keith Evans.
2: for the fences this daily fantasy baseball season with dailyroto.com and if you are playing MLB DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel well Daily Roto they're going to help you hit your first home run of the 2019 MLB Daily Roto premium package why it's now live you need lineup alerts and weather updates they've got you covered how about fantasy projections they got you covered there as well and they have optimizers so you can compete with the pros They've got you covered just about everywhere you need to be in order to be successful this fantasy season. Save 10% on winning DFS advice with an early bird special. Use the promo code FNTSY. That's DailyRoto.com. Promo code FNTSY. Get your 10% early bird discount today.
1: And uh, you really are at a competitive uh, disadvantage unless you're using that stuff, uh, especially with baseball, man. It uh, took me like two and a half hours a day. Uh, last year to put together a baseball lineup that never won, <laughs> that that, exactly. that never won. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's talk. Uh, we haven't talked NFL football at all today on the show. Oh no.
2: Um, Why? Something happened?
1: Yeah, no, no, not at all. But thanks to yeah. Sam Garns, uh former Giant and Jet, and of course uh, the defensive coach uh, for joining us, Mike Breen. Been a hell of a show uh, so far today. We're not done yet. Let's uh, let's bring in uh, Andy uh, Benoit from. Sports the Monday morning quarterback, uh, NFL analyst for SI and the MMQB. Andy, uh, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Holy crap, man. Like, wow. That's, that's I'm almost like, wow. <laughs> like, what's what's next? Yeah. So the bell bomb has dropped. Like, what's next right now? What, what should we be waiting for? <laughs>
22: Well, while we're waiting on guys like Earl Thomas, uh, yeah. Tevin Coleman, who I think is, is much should be much higher on people's list than he is. So it, we're not done yet. But what's, what's been the wild card this year is you've had the trades go down. And I don't remember ever seeing probably the best two players at any one position, especially a position like wide receiver. I can't remember the last time two of those guys at the top got traded in the same week.
1: So we listen. Me and I'm Gabriel Maranci, um and uh, alongside Joe Ranieri here. Me and Joe have been yelling at each other. We've had about six different guests on. Hell, we even had NBA legend Mike Breen on for his take of the deal. <laughs> okay, like we've <laughs> we've hit every aspect of it. So I actually want to throw the Cole Beasley and the Brown stuff. I see you tweeting about the Bills a little bit, but your opinion, uh, just you know, quick rapid fire, boom. Odell Beckham, winner, losers, etc. You know We're split here, man. We got Giant fans that like it, that think Odell was a cancer. We got other people that think the Giants are a dumpster fire uh, right now. So we'll start with the Giants, then we get into the Jets. New York Giant deal. Uh, break it down for us, Andy. What's your take?
22: Uh, if you think the Giants are a dumpster fire, the match was struck a year ago when they gave Beckham the deal. It was not struck when they made this trade because they had Beckham on their hands. He was more disruptive than they thought, and so they, they're moving on from him. I understand why Giant fans wouldn't like it. I would say, I guess, all things equal. Cleveland won this deal. But all things were not equal because Beckham and the relationship with the Giants, it was going in the wrong direction there. So pull off the Band-Aid. Let's make the move. I love this from the Browns' side of things because I think Beckham's style of play fits perfectly with how Baker Mayfield play. Mayfield, they turn it loose, trigger puller. And Beckham, that's what he's been wanting in New York that he didn't always have with Eli Manning. So this is a great move for the Browns. I don't know if it's as bad a move for the Giants as it appears because really the mistake was probably made last year when they gave Beckham the money.
1: Uh, Le'Veon Bell, New York uh, Jets. And not just Le'Veon Bell, but C.J. Mosley, the offensive line, uh, the wide receivers bringing Crowder in, uh, Darnold Darnold looked pretty good at you know, the last couple of games last year. Definitely out of chemistry going uh, with Robbie Anderson. Uh, from the Jets' perspective, we were actually debating, are they the best, second-best team in his division right now? And I'm a Bills fan, and I said, yeah, I got to say the Jets are. But some people said, oh, they like what the Bills did. But talk to me about the Jets a little bit before we get into the Bills.
22: Well, I, I like how the Jets, their pieces all fit together. The guys are bringing, bringing in on offense. Uh Coleccio Semele at left guard, trading for him. My guess is they would not have done that unless they were pretty confident that they were getting Levy on Bell. What, what works so well there is a is an upgrade as an outside zone blocker, which is what Adam Gase's running foundation has always been. But he can go north and south in the run game as well, which is what Gase's ground attack will probably become with Bell, because Bell is a much better inside runner. Then he is an outside runner. And then, of course, when you're signing Le'Veon Bell, and I know he probably wished he'd gotten a little bit more money on the open market, but he's still the second highest paid back in the league behind Todd Gurley. When you're paying someone that much money at running back, you're paying for his versatility as much as anything. And Adam Gates loves having a versatile receiving weapon, especially if he's facing a nickel defense, and he feels that nickel defense is battling in on the run too much. He'll split that running back out wide, and he's got a whole bevy of pass designs that he does from empty formations. where There's nobody in the backfield, all five receivers out wide, and Bell and Pittsburgh was one of the best empty formation receivers receiving backs in the NFL.
2: Got to love what Buffalo did, too, as well, Andy. I mean, quietly, they've had themselves a, a pretty damn good uh, free agency period, kind of under the radar, but they gave, their, they gave their now new quarterback, Josh Allen, right? They, uh, they gave him some playmakers there. They improved on the slot. They improved outside with John Brown, but really they improved the offensive line to protect him, uh, and they didn't have to break the bank doing it. What are your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills?
22: Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think that Mitch Morse signing at center, former chief center now, and yeah, I believe he's now the highest-paid center in the league, but that's worth it to them because with Josh Allen, and getting a guy like Cole Beasley is nice, um, but, but Allen is, is not a timing and a rhythm thrower. He is a, he's very similar to Cam Newton stylistically, so he's going to make some remarkable throws. He's going to stretch the field with some of those throws, but he's going to miss on a few every game. So the way you offset that and the reason you have Allen anyway is he gives you a running game dimension. He might not quite be Cam Newton as a runner, but stylistically you can do what Allen, what the Panthers have done with Newton and at least leverage his mobility in the run game and make defenses have to account for it. Mitch Morse is a big piece for that because when you want to be a schematically diverse rushing attack, you need to have mobile guards and a mobile center, or at least two of those guys have to be movable pieces. And the Bills had probably the least athletic offensive line in the NFL last year. So Morse <laughs> changes that. They also got Spencer Long, who's a, who had a disappointing season a year ago, but he's a very good athlete as well. So they've got some guards and centers now who can move in multiple directions. And I would expect a more expansive running game around Josh Allen. And that's going to, that's how they're going to control possession. It's not going to be dumping the ball off to Beasley. They'll do some of that, but Allen's not that kind of passer, but he can be a big time runner. I think,
1: man, I love your guys' optimism. I'm the bills fan out of, out of the three of us here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we tried to get Antonio Brown. We didn't, you know, we got Cole Beasley. Right. I was all happy yesterday, too, Andy. I'm doing, like, an afternoon show. And then we got Brown. We got Beasley. I'm like, man, they're making noise. And, and then later, it's like, yeah, whatever. They got O'Dell. Brown's got O'Dell. It's like, oh, God. It's the way it goes. But what a week it's been, guys. Um, but, oh, yeah. And by the way, it's crazy. Think of this, Andy. We were talking about Kyler Murray's pro day. Oh, it's going to be the most – it's the most hype pro day in the history of the NFL. It's almost forgotten about. It's going on now as we speak. It's like suddenly oh, – yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Kyler Murray's going on right now, Andy.
22: <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot about it. I, I said, yeah, you're exactly right. I had no idea what was going on as, as we as we speak here.
1: Yeah, and think about it. It's all you were talking about last week, I'm sure. It's all we were – oh, again, Kyler this, Kyler that, Kyler this. I hate to tie it back to the Giants all the time, but – What's your gut feeling, Andy? And we never know. I mean, you know, it's it, it, you've been in the business a long time. Right? The general managers aren't telling you, listen, Andy, I'm going to give you a scoop right now. We're, we're going to trade Rosen for sure. No one really knows. What's your gut tell you as far as Rosen? My gut tells me, and in my opinion, I think, I think they're going to go with Kyler Murray. I really do. I think it wouldn't shock me if Josh Rosen was traded, and maybe he's traded to the Giants. But uh, how do you see what's your, like, you know – What's your wild speculation Andy about this? Yeah, if, look, if those guys Cliff Kingsbury
22: is truly head over heels for Kyler Murray, you pull that trigger and you do that, but let's let's understand. I watched every one of Rosen snaps on film, and that's that's the extent of my knowledge of him. I do not know him personally. I was not in the building. I don't see how he conducts himself behind the scenes. You hear mixed reviews on that, but on film Josh Rosen looked every bit like the prospect you'd hope he'd look last year. Now, his performance was wildly up and down. His offensive line was in shambles when he got there, and then they had a bunch of injuries after that, so it was in shambles plus whatever the injuries did. He had very limited receivers, and he had to change schemes and coordinators midway through the season because... Mike McCoy was not using, among other problems, Mike McCoy was not using David Johnson like he was anything special. So it was one of the worst schemed offenses in football. So those were in circumstances. There's no rookie QB that would have thrived under those circumstances. So now you're just, okay, let's evaluate the traits he's showing, and let's see how his process looks. And his traits were what they were at UCLA most of the time. When he was rhythmic and, and, and comfortable As a passer, his precision accuracy is off the charts. And I think he can be an excellent high-level timing and rhythm player. That style of, of quarterbacking, that always or almost always translates well to the NFL. It fits almost every single system. So Josh Rosen, stylistically, he's a very professional quarterback. Now, he needs to do it more consistently. Of course he does. But, guys, if Rosen were coming out this year, let's say it's just the Rosen of UCLA entering this draft, there would be a lot of discussion and debate around the league about whether he should go number one or Kyler Murray or someone else should go number one. Rosen, as a prospect, is a high-level guy, and we're forgetting that because he got stuck in a bad situation for one year coming out of the gate. So if the Cardinals are going to trade him, anything less than a first-round pick in exchange for him, and probably a mid-first-rounder, anything less would be a disastrous epic fail on their part. But I mean, that's the best they can do. Then maybe that's all they can do, but that's a bad situation to be in. If I, if I was, for example, guys, I was shocked that Washington signed Taylor, traded for Case Keenum, when if they indeed they had the opportunity to maybe go get Rosen with that number 15 overall pick. I thought that would have been a steal for the Redskins. So if Rosen truly is out there and available,
1: someone's going to get an incredible bargain on him. Yeah,
2: Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick. Uh,
1: (laughs) Just to just to torture us all. Uh, we only got like two minutes left or something. Joe, you want to take it out here?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 important thing is here. I mean, as much as Giant fans, it sucks not to have Odell. The biggest problem for the Giants still and will remain. They've got to find the apparent to Eli Manning. And whether it be in the draft. Now that they've got twelve, they've got twelve draft picks to work with. Three in the top thirty-seven. If they're gonna make a move for a quarterback like a Josh Rosen, it's gonna happen now, isn't it?
22: I think now would be a good time for it to happen. They're going to have to make another big trade probably to get that pulled off, whether it is getting Rosen or moving up in the draft to ensure you get your guy. And maybe there's someone they absolutely love. We have to remember that, too, in evaluating the, the Beckham trade is the Giants have been scouting these quarterbacks in the draft. And if there's one that they've fallen in love with, then it makes sense to go out and get the ammunition to, to go get that guy. Now, we could debate whether trading your number one receiver is the best way to get the ammunition to get a quarterback. But the point is, these, the giants, exactly. the giants aren't, yeah. But the giants aren't shooting from the hip here. Let's let's give them the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt and assume that this this is midway yes. through a series of moves they're going to make.
1: Uh, Andy, uh, great stuff, uh, man. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Let's let's do it again. Thanks for the time. Great work with SI, man. Thanks, guys. There's uh, Andy Benoit uh, uh, with us, man. Joe, fun time today. I'm sorry I uh, I yelled great. at you earlier this morning, but it's it's gonna happen uh, again in the future. Good.
2: Let's do it, man.
1: Was that Still delay trying to figure thing?
2: out NC State or Clemson here.
1: Yeah, it was the delay. It was just like it was more the the delay and everything. That's what it was like making me enraged. But I I got a bet for you guys, and I'll have more. I'll have more at four o'clock for you. But I'm doing a money line parlay here. Colorado Buffaloes are gonna win. Uh, they're gonna win today in Vegas. Colorado right. Buffaloes and uh, St. John's in a desperate spot, minus 140 money line right. parlay. Colorado Buffalo St. John's. That's what I got, Joe.
2: Done. All right, I'm going in there. And I'm uh I'm going Virginia Tech to take care of Miami today, laying the seven and a half. Later, guys. Thanks for tuning in.
10: Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host. I can talk about all sports football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury for my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570.
15: Shermer's all over his again, head, bro. He's
2: not even going to be the coach yeah. of the Giants in two years. I, I'm not sticking a fork in a guy because they got rid of a, a wide receiver who wasn't going to win you a championship to begin with. So well, Who does win the you a championship the isn't Odell. It's what you do next month at the draft. Do you go get the quarterback of the future? Do you go up and get Kyler Murray? If Arizona goes get Kyler They could Murray, have done that anyways, Joe. Josh Rosen. If you don't get Josh Rosen, do you move up to get Dwayne Haskins? Holy what crap. you do next month... Will determine the future of the New York Giants. Not trading Odell Beckham Jr. Nobody's going to so give what's a crap if he goes out and he gets the future of the Giants, which is a quarterback.
1: So what's the point, Joe, of of drafting players then? You already you just had a start player.
2: A quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter so look, if Joe, Odell's on the team or not. What does so Odell this have matters? to do with a quarterback? So what does Odell, what, 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 Odell Beckham point. Have to oh, do it was a disgruntled the to play, would not have helped that team whatsoever if they don't go out and get Haskins, Josh Rosen or go out and get Kyler Murray in this draft if they get beat to the punch at number 6 then you ought to take Dave Gettleman out and just and throw him in the ocean and never yeah, look but you back realize, okay? but, if, you realize, but if he goes Joe, out and gets one of those guys then then let's have a conversation in a year from now, let's not do can it you hear in me March talk, Joe? A- can you hear my I voice got at got all it. or are you just talking I through got, it like I for mean, the sake of it. No, got, I mean let me hear how the Giants screwed themselves because they don't have a wide receiver. What are you talking about? Joe, so they don't have a quarterback. Will you let me answer the question, Joe? I'm
1: aware they don't have a quarterback. So you answer this. If they don't have a quarterback, why trade the wide receiver? Then get a quarterback. He's I don't understand. We need disgruntled. Employee. What, do you mean, disgruntled? The what, what did he do that was so he, disgruntled? What, you can right. say he's he been disgruntled.
2: A, what did he do? Right. No, he's been great. The relationship there has been phenomenal over the last Look, two don't years. Just give he's me really an good. example of his disgruntledness recently. Did Odell really, say right? anything so recently? They, so you don't think the Giants? You don't think you think the Giants no, and Odell no. Beckham I'm asking you a direct
1: friend. question. Give me an
2: example of how Odell Beckham. Was mind. a distraction. The Giants year after year having to sit there and deal with his injuries, having to deal with what's going on so, behind okay, the Okay, hold teams, on, Joe. The Joe, you're not attitude. answering the question. Yeah. You're not, I so, am answering. So his you injuries. why they're disgruntled? So his injuries were a distraction. His injuries were a distraction. Why is he disgruntled? Is, why
5: is he disgruntled? That's what I asked you.
12: like